0: You You are now now tuned tuned into the Newsbox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John
1: Pichita. Syndicated worldwide to bring real real black radio back (laughs) to the masses.
2: All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide fuse box radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a diverse mix of music, news, interviews, commentary, and the whole nine. You got myself, DJ Fusion, on the side, you got my bro, John Judah. What's going on, Judah? It's yes,
3: indeed World, it's uh, John Joy here with uh, DJ Fusion. We're
1: here about the house,
3: yes, indeed But yeah, back in the house, big up the whole world, huge box. You know what I'm saying we got love for all y'all and uh, Fusion. What's going
2: on? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Glad, as always, to do another set for the people, and um, of course, much love to all of our listeners as well. As our fellow broadcast affiliates that get us to as many listeners as possible We deeply appreciate all of y'all As a matter of fact, on Thanksgiving week um, I guess we should say that we're thankful for y'all this Thanksgiving week 2010 We're doing a broadcast right now
4: Yes, indeed
2: And um, check out all of our broadcast affiliates um, With the updated listing and all that as always Either at our official blog site, BlackRadioIsBack.com Or via our Facebook MySpace page, MySpace.com slash FuseboxRadio F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O And for all of my net-enabled people who like um, doing the social networks and all that good stuff whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter or some other things um, pretty much all of our stuff ends with slash FuseboxRadio so Twitter.com slash FuseboxRadio Facebook.com slash FuseboxRadio etc, etc and um yeah, got a lot going on this particular Thanksgiving week with the content. Got some old and new school music. Got a um, extended Black Agenda Reports segment. Um, they occasionally do a um, hour long show. I just noticed, so we're gonna put them on um, for that. We also got an interview with um, some of our peoples from NYC. Um, shout out to AD to General General for hooking me up with them through the Elegant Hitlers program. We got the Odd Squad crew representing. And um, of course our Black Agenda Reports segment Our um, Free Press Media Minute segment And our Direct Effects segment From the Black College Radio Network So yeah It's, it's, it's jumping right. it's jumping. And you know Again we appreciate all of our listeners And besides listening through all of our Great Broadcast affiliates You can access the show via iTunes Zoom, Flycast And a whole bunch of other music RSS feeders um, usually around the end of the week when they, um, upload those So definitely go ahead and check that out Just in case you end up missing a portion of the show You don't want to listen to the show again And you also subscribe to, um, the weekly podcast of the Fusebox Radio So get your three hours of quality music, content, and other good stuff on, you know, so
4: No doubt
2: no. Yep, 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 how you been doing there, Judah? It's been hanging in there, hanging
3: in there, you know what I'm saying, it's- been trying to deal with the daily, yeah. daily grind, in and what But everything is place, good. I got uh, good people I'm around me. I'm I keep good people right around and me in contact with you know loved ones. You know, thankful to be alive. Uh, thankful that I uh, new good people coming
4: up.
3: Mm-hmm. Thankful that uh, I was able to have a good interpretation of the bad things that happen uh-huh. and um and where his people are. you know i think time in this and, world and when it
4: individuals want to be themselves or our not necessarily
3: uh um, do what other people do or try open, uh, uh, or fit or don't, if they don't fit in on, they're not trying to fit in, you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's a journey, you know what I'm saying, and you know,
4: and, for
3: and, and to keep it real, honor, even to the death. and a lot of times will me, well, mean you know, it ain't what necessarily, especially if money is not involved, none is proud that it ain't about what they, found everybody else that it's about, you know, what your spirit you. told you, this you know what I'm saying, that a lot of people say they do that, but a lot of people ain't really like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just on that journey. So, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to keep, you know what I'm saying? Uh, keep focused and, you know, try to, you know, maintain and progress on all levels. The so why is everything is all good? So what's going on? And the new necklace the what? Word... Did you ever talk with just... alcohol?
2: Um I overall am pretty good. Definitely in twenty ten. Um I'm more so my people than myself, but a lot of people I know have gone through some extreme ups and downs this year. And I am glad that um they are intact from those. And I'm growing and um making moves the past few years for I think a lot of people. I think especially when you get into that like late twenties to like mid late thirties range. There's a lot of transition that goes on And um, it doesn't turn to how life is in general Much less whether it's good stuff or bad stuff You go through a lot of changes And you know Some of those changes are rough Whether it's people passing away Or maybe not being at a certain point That people say you should be with success etc um, You learn a lot about who's real and who's not And what um, concepts are real and what's not So on the entire Be Thankful Thanksgiving And I'm thankful a lot Um, for that, just having a better sense of where to go, whether it's biz-wise, how I want to interact with people. That's like any type of relationship, whether it's work, um, friendship, romantic, etc. And um, all that good stuff. And of course, again, thankful for the show. I can honestly say with the the 12 years I've been doing the show, that's probably one of the few things that has been stable in my life. (laughs) Truth be told. Or whatever. So, you know. Thankful for the show Thankful for the people Who listen in So you know Judah and I Don't feel like we're crazy Doing the show We're putting in our time And stuff every single week
3: You know It's all good You know uh, You know Things yeah, so things are cool Big shout out to all Everybody that's been listening California And all Europe And you know Plus uh, Dirty South Midwest South America Africa Asia in general everywhere but you know I think there's there's
2: some
3: people on the check-in mm-hmm. so you know what I'm
2: saying we appreciate that and uh, we want you to keep that up you know yes. no doubt and we're also thankful for all the interviews past present and future because we get some pretty sweet interviews from people whether they're on the come up on up high and of course the people who make dope music and you know they put their heart and effort and um work ethic in there especially those actually are balanced with it in other words they stay grounded i can't necessarily say no ego because every human being has ego but they stay grounded don't get like too snooty or sedity or they get to throw something in a lab and just everybody's supposed to like sweat them and all that type of stuff so um grateful for that and um On the written end We're definitely grateful For our connection With the folks over at Oh Hell Nah And Planet Ill Um This year will be about Two years now I think Just around the end Of this year It'll be about two years Um People have been writing For both those sites Giving some of the Fusebox radio perspective On independent artists And Mixtapes And um Mainstream music reviews And all that jazz So definitely big up To all of that staff For um Giving people love over here Really really appreciate it And um all of our um, real um, comp- compatriots They they know who they are So besides our broadcast affiliates We definitely have people on the biz And, and others who have um, been steady While there have been some who have not So okay. we'll be here listening to them all day But definitely you know Thank y'all for being solid And keeping it real In a culture and business sometimes Especially with um, Us being some of the multiple members Of the hip hop generation It can get really funny style Sometimes so, you know, big up to all of them. And, yep, we've been doing our This is What We're Thankful For Ramble, and I'm going to end that right now. And I give everybody our contact and web and all that good stuff to check us out. And I'm also FuseboxRadioOnline.com you can go to. And that links to a lot of our um, other side pages. So if you're interested in social networking or... You know, you might forget what the um, exact podcast page is on the web if you want to check it out on the computer and all that stuff. All that's right on FuseboxRadioOnline.com. So, peek that and um, see what is good. A few news stories this um, Thanksgiving week that caught my eye. Um, Let me see here. There's a big deal over here in the United States about the TSA, the um, transportation um, Security Association I think it is what it is Uh huh And um they're changing up Some things with screening people going on Airplanes especially with What they can now call about the full body scanners They're pretty much Supposed to be able to see you like butt naked And if you refuse those people do like What some are saying are Invasive pat downs And stuff like that Um I feel funny about this Cause I- you know, Me flying on planes Even before 9-11 and all that I'm not too keen on flying on planes And I'd rather Definitely not have somebody do some dumb garbage On a plane So of course I believe that security Is necessary However we haven't had anything happen Successfully I should say In this country Since 9-11 in regards to a plane And the thing that Is both warped and amusing About this is some of these procedures happen every day in the hood you know you walk by oh we suspect that you might be about something or we're just gonna randomly pat you down but if it happens in the airport where you know you're gonna have to have some money now to fly bottom line so you know you got some people who feel a little privileged like, how dare you touch me and blah 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 it's like well that happens every day on the street well i'm down And I'm not saying that there isn't nonsense That happened on the street That could also happen in the airport But in a way it seems mad Hypocritical to me That people are on that particular vibe In terms of oh Now now your freedoms are being entrenched Never mind the Patriot Act That's still in full effect Don't get it twisted Because it's not being talked about too loud Um, Never mind a whole bunch of this Warrantless search stuff That people can put in here and there but you know, you getting that pat down on a plane is is what offends you right now. You know, are you serious? But it's 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 weird. It definitely um is weird and bugged out to see how that's playing out. And also to me, I don't understand why you need a full body scanner. Mm. Now even with let's say a country that has uh, is under constant alert with that type of thing, like, let's say Israel or some place like that. Um you don't hear about them having that type of stuff over there. Mm. But you know, supposedly they haven't had any um plane bombing situations I think since like the late 70s early 80s. Mm. If I remember properly, like, I'm not necessarily the most beat For how that country operates On a whole lot of planes mm-hmm. And fields But why not, you know, look at how the folks over at El Al do that mm-hmm. And grab that But then again, somebody might not make money that way Because mm-hmm. somebody's making some Cheese off of them full body scanners
3: no doubt about that.
2: Somebody's making Some huge cheddar off of those things Don't Don't get it warped much less whoever maintains them And all that type of stuff Unfortunately, this stuff has so many layers Um, it, it gets crazy But yeah, I just wanted to mouth off on that You got um, anything you want to say on that, Judah? No Okie dokie It's all good, it's all good Um, alright What else we got going on? Um, speaking of the Israeli military If you're trying to dodge the draft over there They're at the point where they check your Facebook profiles now Like um, in other words If you try to dodge a military um, draft over there Saying that you're um, an orthodox um, Jewish person Or whatever Like they will check your Facebook status To see if you like You know went out on the Sabbath And the gear you're wearing And that type of thing And they say they're catching people And I don't know I I just found that was kind of an interesting little um, Side story To me that personally means you need to put your profile on private If you got a personal profile and you don't want people all up in your business or limit your stuff. But, you know, I think sometimes people think that they can just put anything on the internet and it's going to have no repercussions or meaning later. Mm. And you you can't get that twisted. Like, you have people like um how we talked about Homeboy a few weeks ago who was like on his Twitter account, the um, hip-hop cat. She's like, yeah, I'm over at this college, you know, we're going to be baking up and smoking up and all that type of stuff and then get caught by the police and then people trying to cry about it. It's like, are you
4: serious?
2: (laughs) You know, seriously, like people who know myself know I'm a fan of technology. I like playing with it. People who've seen the Twitter account know I obviously am on a whole bunch of stuff or whatever, and the show represents in a whole bunch of ways. But that's something I want to keep private, I'm not putting that on the internet. (laughs) I ain't typing it up You know what I'm saying Like I'm not reporting all my business Cause it ain't none of your damn business What I'm doing all the time <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like you yeah, have people who are like Woo I was I was drunk And they call out of work That's on their public Facebook page or something Like part of me is like Yeah you know that shouldn't be their business If you're doing your job okay But part of me is like What the hell you put that up there for In the first place like, People have exact dates of their stuff Or whatever Either that, you don't need to share your accounts. I don't know, but yeah.
3: I think this is just to so, so show you how easy manipulated most cats are and just believing that it's safe. Mm. And to be doing something on it, um, even if it's safe or not. You know what I'm saying? Outside of business, especially Twitter. If it ain't business, you know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't doubt it but if it ain't business, then I, I won't have anything to do with that, you know what I'm saying? There has to be, like, You know, don't have to be business, financial transactions, you know, for so, like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm on the, you know, I'm on, I just had some rice and beans and I'm on the toilet, you know what I mean? I don't need to put all that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a, that's where it can go to, you know what I'm saying, you know, mm-hmm.
2: you know? Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, unfortunately I've seen some of that where it's like, damn, really? <laughs> you
3: know what I'm saying? So no, you know.
2: I mean, you know, I I, guess, I think there's just a limit to everything. Like, you need to be able to self-police yourself. No, no. Before anything else. Like, I can't be down for your free so-and-so move if you if you put on the net that you're gonna do something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, at this juncture I'm so tired of free filling the blank movements. I I can't, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of it has just gotten diluted. And yeah, people who more self-centered themselves now on the internet than ever before. But I don't know; I just find that funny. Anyway, that was one story. Um, in relation to that, um, two more quick things you might as well stay international than go back stateside. Um, North Korea, South Korea, apparently, are bugging again. Uh, North Korea fired some missiles at an occupied um part of South Korea. And, um, yeah, the U.S. and a whole bunch of other people are talking tough and seeing what's going on. Um, I personally am not surprised. Part of it is me being a history geek. North Korea and South Korea, especially around, you know, the communist time frame, have always had a conflict. And furthermore, the folks in charge over at North Korea, I think Kim Jong-il is still in charge until um, he passes away. He's a nut. He don't care. There's a reason why nobody has rolled up in North Korea for all those years. You know, they're next to China and Russia and other places, but they ain't roll up in there. Dude is certified. He certified with what they had said last time was an estimated million people military. North Korea ain't that damn big. <laughs> We're not even talking about, you know, people saying that there might be nukes over there and all that other type of stuff. And it's weird that nobody tried to lock down Stuff over there but we'll go to other random Countries And cause ruckus and trouble I mean hopefully everything will be okay but That entire situation And in, in the in the chess I think is being played right now I think it's gonna be um, Unfolding in the months And times to come
3: Briefly I think That I hope that Um the powers that be Um including the, the nations the western nations are not benefiting from both sides of this conflict if it goes bad on either if it goes if it goes good on one end or bad on one other. as if it goes if it goes bad hope you know you know hope it's, this is not a game or like test pieces being moved you know what i'm saying you know people die for the sake of you know for the sake of, of people for the sake of advancement for certain people you know what I'm saying and you know anything you know it, the extreme situation in here is the nuclear one mm-hmm. I mean you know one thing for sure if one nuke leaves that country um there probably won't be any more North Korea after that but um Life will change after that. You know what I'm saying? If just just one gets off, life will change. So, um, you know, you know, you know, because, you know, more likely the U.S. will have subs in that area. There'll be destroyers in that area. There'll be, you know, B 52s. You know
4: what I'm saying? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, stealth bomb,
3: you know, it'll, you know, on, on, on the military end, there will be no match. You know but uh um, but on the other hand this, this, they have they they feel they have a legitimate peace you to have westerners in their borders mm-hmm. you know you know i don't know this is one where we're going to start to start to see people who said they didn't believe in god they're going to start believing in god if it gets serious you know, cause don't nobody want really to get negative and they got a little young boy in there now.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, letting all brown and jokers. You understand? Yeah, basically. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, this is something from the 50s So this is from, something from that era, you know, and that's still kind of going on. And then, you know, there's much more technical know-how. But see, the funny thing is the people who gave them the technical know-how the U.S. is in, I mean, the Western countries are in you know, where they get their military from, the know how. They got that even from Russia or China, which is still doing business with the, with, with the West. So it's like, this seems like a game in some ways. And at, at the end, people at the very top are going to be safe from where the bombs hit. All right?
2: Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Like, I think also what killed me, too, is, like, the, the mainstream news here kind of played it off like it was nothing at first. Just like, yo, they fired a missile over there. (laughs) You know, like you said, since the 50s, they've had some serious beef. And that's one of the other, uh, what they call a conflict over here. They don't call it necessarily a war. Now they call it a conflict. But back in the day, it was Korean War. That was one of the ones America lost. So, you know, there's, there's grudges all over the place.
3: No doubt about that.
2: In regards to that And everybody has something they, they can fire Or is keeping secret That they can fire So hopefully For um, everyone's sake um, Nothing too crazy Happens over there
3: That was like Almost an arms race too Because The people who were Giving North Korea weapons Were some of the same people Who The people who were um, Creating the arms um, In uh, in the West Were competing against So in the It was an arms race Who was going to get You know Next generation, the next 10 years almost had the best bidding. You know, well, this was a part of this conflict, and this is a part of this conflict,
2: and those companies can have that on their resume. So, who knows where this is going. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, this is the worldwide craziness. And uh, one story on the end over here in the United States I wanted to get on to. Um, as much as people still want to shove post-racial in people's faces as a phrase to get people of color to shut up, we know there's still race, racial incidents and racist tendencies with some people in this country and beyond in regard to black folks and black Americans. Now uh, within the past week, there um, up in Boston was an event that was pulled for black Harvard and Yale alumni at a Boston club. That ended up getting shut down because the club owner was concerned a long line of drag people, uh, uh, black people, excuse me, outside the club would make the club look bad. Now, (laughs) Yale Harvard alums, who, by the way, had to um, reserve to get up in the club and everything, um, were pretty much accused of being on some um, nonsense. And while there probably could be some cool people in those institutions, I mean, I'm a public school person all through my life, so it is what it is. I have my bias, Sue Me. Um, and I went to pretty damn good institutions on both levels, so whatever. Um, yeah, like Yale and Harvard black people who are alumni on top of it? Yeah, they're really going to be on some, some gang nonsense, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're just going to rough everybody up, and yeah, that, that, that's how it's going.
3: That was a reality check
4: for them.
2: That, that was a big reality check for them. It was saying um, in the news article I'm looking at, um, shout out to the people over at um, the website Jezebel.com. Um, <laughs> excuse me. These people had um, had RFP and got tickets to an event for the party um at this place. But it says the club management said by around 1030 it claimed they seem local gangbangers around. Despite the strict guest list policy that was implemented by the people who organized the party, at first they demanded the guests would show student ID, which is weird because they're alumni, <laughs> and then eventually um, shut down the club. And there are people who are, like, mad crazy and um, irate and stuff about that. And... I think it just goes to show. They don't care what your status is. You can be rich. You can have multiple degrees. You can wear the, the pretty suits. Mm-hmm. And all that jazz. But to some people, you know, you, you're still a jiggaboo. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice word because, you know, we keep it clean here. You know, what's
3: interesting is that they have sports teams like the Boston Celtics, which is actually my team. Um, they're all black. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The greatest, the team that has the greatest winning, winning is, uh, uh um, has the most championships is the Celtics. you know? And, and when they did it, when they did it at their best, there was always black people aboard, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, they'll, they'll always sell out when they do good. Mm-hmm. At the same time, those same people will leave that stadium mm-hmm. and go back amongst where they were where they live. Not all of them, not all of them. But I've been up in Massachusetts before, so I know the vibe, how it is driving when you first hit this state. Let alone when you get to Boston,
4: mm-hmm. but
3: the vibe of motherfuckers trapping you, the vibe of the jokers of uh, of driving by you, looking at you. The vibe is a little different.
4: Mm-hmm. You know what
3: I'm saying so. You know, it's, and these people will cheer for these teams that got blacks, whatever, whatever, even though Boston Red Sox doesn't have too many blacks on it, at least American blacks, which is, which is not surprising. But, um, basketball is different. You need Negroes on, on basketball. You, you know, you know, you know, the war gonna end and Negroes still gonna be like the main thing with that, uh, in the United States. But, um, but it's weird. That's kind of a weird, funny thing. I'll cheer. I, it's like I cheer you up, but at the same time, I don't want your kind walking through my area. I don't want your mm-hmm. kind in my area, driving through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you work, if you work in that area, get, driv- get drive out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't
4: want to
2: see you at a bus stop. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's always weird in those type of places. Like even um, back in the day when I went to Rutgers mm-hmm. and stuff, I will. I remember this forever When I first went to the institution um, I went to New Brunswick, New Jersey campus Shouts out to Workers University, New Brunswick um, I remember there were people When we had our freshman tour People were walking around and all that stuff They were like, yeah, just stay around this particular strip And whatever, whatever, downtown You know, it's kind of dangerous on the other sides Now, Judy, you've been to New Brunswick
4: Yeah
2: I'm not saying that there isn't some stuff that happens On the, sides, on the other side of New Brunswick but I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be here for four years Maybe more <laughs> I need to know what the hell town I live in It's gonna be more than just the Rutgers campus That's kind of retarded So I just started walking around one day And I'm like, this is like a, a regular hood to me You don't act stupid, you're okay <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Regular people and other types of stuff But outside of the campus The town is majority um, Or at least was, it's, I've heard it's changing now It's majority um, black and Latino Like um, big Mexican enclave, uh, Puerto Rican enclave, black American Caribbean enclave, stuff like that. For me, I was like, good, because Rutgers, as I think some people know, is not a majority black school at all. Though they have a pretty decent population of um, people of color. So I thought that was the weirdest thing. And also knowing how some college towns could be in general, they're like almost have that, well, our blacks, our, you know, Asian stuff are safe. But somebody from the outside, oh, well, we got to be shook and worried about them. I know when um, we had hip-hop organization back in the day, we had a lot of people for a freestyle battle come in from from, from the town and from New York and stuff and other places. And we end up having, like, four cop cars come, um, people all up in the building. Like, I don't know what people expected. Like, there are too many colored people here. And there's some apparently disillusioned white people, too. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And they're on the hippity hop They're going to cause a riot But like after a while The cops were chilling They were watching the show <laughs> They were cool now, I had to run around Trying to make sure things were okay Because I'm like We went through all this crap set up this event I'm not having this get shut down mm-hmm. And they were cool But somebody panicked When they saw all these people They didn't expect to come Especially those from the outside Come on mm-hmm. To um I guess the, the sacred college campus and whatnot things are peaceful people left on time you know people cleaned up Every, everything was fine and good but after everything went down you know the next day people come like well we had to order all these cups like you didn't have to order no damn cups <laughs> mm-hmm. that wasn't my fault y'all did that <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you assumed that something was going to jump up. i didn't say erase things but it was mad obvious mm-hmm. luckily we had somebody who was um up top who stuck up for us so we didn't have to handle that But There's These type of things happen on college campus all the time And I'm sure there people who Have dealt with the col- college scenario Where you see like Let's say A white frat house have a party They don't got that much security You got a black organization have a party Next thing you know You got the metal detectors <laughs> Um, You got the extra cops you gotta hire And all that type of stuff So it's almost called prohibitive For you to even have an event Of that sort So I'm sure on the Harvard campus it's probably the same thing that happens over there and maybe for some of those alumni who might have felt protected after a while because they got that nice um, piece of parchment
4: <laughs>
2: and all of that which you know probably cost a pretty penny or people scholarship wise or whatever it didn't protect them from a damn thing mm. like um, I'm sure Dr. Henry Lewis Gates knows it don't protect you <laughs> mm. so I just thought that was um, an interesting story because you know those folks seem startled about it but part of me emphasizes, part of me is like, y'all are grown. Y'all haven't dealt with any racial stuff in America yet? <laughs> mm. You must have lived in a wonderful bubble. <laughs> mm. But that's just me. But yeah, they're going through all the stuff with the club and um, everything right now. But that was just a story I wanted to bring up. Because it's just one of those things that I think that just rings true. It's almost no matter what your status is, somebody's going to be mad at you. And who knows, there might have been somebody on the street like Damn all those Obama ass looking mofos (laughs) Make me sick (laughs) There's too many of y'all around now Rubbing it in our face (laughs) We're gonna say they're gangbangers And have the cops and the the club leave it (laughs) But say la vie, whatever I'm thankful I'm not around there. So that's another thing we would be thankful about for this Thanksgiving week show. But anyway, we're about to get into the mixed fuse box radio, DJ Fusion, John Judah, 21st Century Black Radio for the Heads, hip hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and tying on to the music in. News and interviews. Again, we got the I Squad on deck. We got um uh, extended Black Agendas um, report. Um, actually, Black Agenda Radio, they call it, segment on deck. And uh, we're going to make some good things happen, all right? DJ Fusion, John Judah, we about to get into it. No doubt,
5: Okay, we could do
6: it
2: like this. We keep the routine. <laughs> I can play. start so talking. I'll be like all that talking. I can't keep just talking on top of him. To argue, you're supposed to
7: nobody's <laughs> listening to nobody. You just oh, so y'all want to just
2: yell like that? Not
7: yell, just on top of each other. On, but you can't.
8: So we can't talk on top of each other. Then you can
9: just overlap a little bit. Shut up. Work with me. I'll work with you.
2: Yo, play. I never expected that from you. A guy's entitled to one mistake show. One mistake. That ain't what I heard. <laughs> Yo, what are you trying to say? Look, let me kick you to you like this. It's not that I don't miss your kiss. Well, what is it? I'm scared of getting hurt. Ooh. I'm afraid.
1: Of who, me? Come on, baby.
10: don't try to play me. It's true.
1: But you know that I feel for
10: you. Yeah, I do.
2: Yo, boy, I can't trust you. Come
10: on, why? How did you stand there with a straight face and ask?
6: I ain't the first, or will I be the last?
2: You got it all wrong.
6: Those days they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, right. I ain't going out like a boy. Come on, you make it sound like I'm a little
2: home Yo, let me tell you something, buddy. I really don't know. Oh, I get it now. I, I say really it. don't know. After all the time you spent with me. I really don't know. All
10: the good things that we had. I really don't know. First I was sad, but now I'm getting mad. You getting mad?
9: That's right, mad. What
10: are you getting mad yo, about? Yo, you better,
9: yo, girl. I'm trying I to tell you. What? Tell Look me what I've did. done for you. You are ungrateful. Yo, so. How I'm telling you, you, let that go into your head. Look
6: how
2: you did Oh, uh. shut up!
9: Now how could you forget so soon? All the nights of dim lights in the bedroom, the things we said, the things we did, all the talk about the house, the cars, and the kids. Yo,
2: I'm not saying those things didn't happen, but that was before I found out you was a slut. Rapping to all the girls in and out of town, it didn't take long for word to get around.
6: Yo, if you walk out on me, I'll understand. Take my lungs like a man, you see
9: Nobody's perfect, neither are we Love is knowing when to say you're sorry
6: Yes, and I apologize You sure that's not a lie? (laughs) Yeah, cross my heart, hope to die Just let me know, what is it with you, man? Don't tell me it's a Tom and Dick thing. Is it a must you lust for every big butt? You realize it caused the end of us. Okay, it's understood. The things I did, it wasn't good.
10: Now can we live our lives like normal couples should? No.
2: No. Well, I mean, I still don't know. It may be a mistake. You think
9: it's fake? I put my heart out and you still don't believe me. Well, go ahead, then you might as well leave me.
2: I think you're right,
9: though. I know I'm right. here so. So what? Yo. I really thought Come on now, I ain't gonna bet I don't know Didn't you hear a word I've said? Yo man, this ain't gonna work a word. They're trying to play us like a bunch of jugs Yo, I ain't getting on my knees for no Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, true Let's go have a cold Oh,
4: Oh, you're the dude
2: Well, how'd it go? Oh, I don't know At least we're still friends Yeah, me too So, uh, what's going on tonight? I got a date Already? So do I Oh yeah, that's great
0: Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. DJ Fusion. Uh huh. Yeah. It's what it is around here. It's your man Big Shook 2010. Letting y'all know that there's still mad sucker MCs running around. I'm at the drama house doing my thing, man. It's like this. I'm still killing it, still grilling it Stay on the top of my game, I'm still illin' it Big sugar, double black caddy pusher Hit your girl in the middle, now she's the nookie gusher Control the pole with the devil is sold. When I make it rain, she's out of control She's all yours with your dumb ass I only come to eat and drink and smoke dumb glass, for real I can't believe you in the top ten The fact that I let you live, you better say amen Before I get you tuned up by eight men with hard Sucker MCs can't never win I don't a chatter on Twitter nigga. I'd rather see your face up To show that I'm bigger I'm legendary in the streets I done banged out more keys than Alicia And Swiss Beats had sex to the grinding beat Boom, boom, boom And I'm still street I'm breaking shit when I cut loose I'm so hip-hop I bop when I drop deuce Usually leave you with a loose tune I'm so brute You wearing them tight jeans And you're so cute Rock what you gotta rock No prob You can be Rick Ross Well I am a Bob Just make sure you do your job Or I will go early 50 And show you how to rob a rapper With a hand or a clapper Cause most of these chats Is nothing but straight actors Real talk Walk in the shoes A big ass hug Highly respected By the chicks and the thugs Not a metaphor master Click clack you bastards Put you in a casket or a box Kick rocks when you hear my sound My big pat G still holding me down For real, rugged top ten Drop with soft chins Cave your little chest in You suckers could not win I'm not here to change the game But sucker MC's can't be a pain I said sucker MC's can't be a pain I said sucker MC's can't be a pain, be a pain. <laughs> big sugar Yeah, it's still a lot of suck MCs running around. I hold it down for hip hop, man. Boston, Murder pan it's how we do. Uh huh.
1: Yo, check this out. This is Chuck the Republican. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think. let mm-hmm. listening to fuse box radio with dj fusion
7: If, go get daddy dough. I ain't a pimp, I'm an entrepreneur. All kind of sore for sure, yes, it's poor. I'm on some Cadillac, green gold, money and honey. Use a Caddy Cash, ain't old oh, bummy, you're hungry. Don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So, what the shit while looking at you pay rent? If you can, you can, welcome to my stable. If you can, then bum, just get what you label. I keep you looking nice, and this shit like filth. Like that strong price. She like, love me, yeah, leave me alone Leave uh-huh. me alone for I squeeze the people for Yeah, baby, you always mean But the show ain't gonna
10: persuade me got a lot like to say your mouth is sweet Don't mean I'ma let you, baby I'll get you on the street tryna to bling it. you Cause that ain't me I never make the person to talk to cheap Little knowledge for you That you can keep, yeah Not for what I Down, oh yeah. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio DJ Fusion.
11: this got To oh. oh.
12: In October of 2011, from D.C. to Baltimore, and probably in a city near you, the most popular radio stations targeting black and brown people have their FCC licenses coming up for renewal. They offer no news, orchestrated playlists filled with songs selected by the companies that own them, which are played with deadening repetition in between the sale of their audiences to the highest corporate bidder, who can then advertise any number of useless and harmful products. These stations do not address our needs instead they redefine those needs into their interests our refusal to address this means we routinely turn ourselves and our loved ones over to the whims of others and suffer the consequences so let's lay claim to the airwaves which belong to us already and forcibly redefine our relationship with our media environment it's been done and needs doing again Though she died four years ago this month, Phyllis, or Phil Garland, wrote 40 years ago this month of similar efforts happening around the country. Garland herself taught and was the first woman granted tenure at the Columbia School of Journalism. She loved and wrote about music and had been a journalist with the Pittsburgh Courier and Ebony Magazine. And in the November 1970 issue of Ebony Magazine, she explained the one-to-one correlation between radio programming and radical political movements. She described efforts around the country among black people who were threatening the very licenses which give our public airwaves to corporations who, in exchange for the extremely lucrative public property, are theoretically supposed to provide us with relevant information, cultural expression, and freedom to make public the concerns of our communities. Garland was his right to cover those efforts, as were the people who then claimed that those stations did them a disservice. And we would be right in our similar claims today. Defining the importance of public challenges to radio and television broadcast licenses, Garland wrote, "Quote: Black power—that dynamic political-economic concept born of both hope and pride—is finding new directions in these uncertain days of good news, bad news, and ag news. The objective has been selected, the strategy plotted, and the offensive is underway. This time, the struggle is not only for jobs and meaningful representation." But for the control of black minds through the grist they are fed by the communications media, the distantly perceivable results could revolutionize a people. She continued, quote, The premise supporting this battle is the underpublicized fact that the airwaves which daily convey news of wars, moon landings, consumer products, and so-called entertainment to millions of Americans, are the property of the people. They are only leased to those who use them through licenses granted by the Federal Communications Commission, a regulatory government agency which is supposed to determine whether the licensee is upholding his obligation to fulfill the tastes, needs, and desires of his community, end quote. Broadcasters have not lived up to this responsibility so far as blacks are concerned, and gradually this neglected segment of the public is coming to understand that it has a right to challenge the media barons who have so blatantly ignored black tastes, end quote. She writes of an Atlanta-based ad hoc community coalition on broadcasting composed of civil rights groups who pressured and got signed agreements from 23 of 26 local stations to employ more black workers both on air and behind the scenes and to return some of their millions of dollars of revenue back into the community via scholarships, job training programs, and to more accurately reflect black life of the past and present. As we've highlighted for years, radio today is as important in black America as ever, but has been stripped of its capability to produce relevant news to its audience and has its musical content determined by no more than three European and Asian conglomerates. Let's flood the public files of these radio stations with emails and letters that express our concern over their programming. Specifically, we must begin to further document the absence of news, local reporting, and locally based artists from the airwaves. We must challenge the complete dominance over our programming, music, and news by an ever-decreasing number of white-owned corporations and advertisers who reduce even nominal black ownership to meaninglessness. Stay tuned for more calls to build new community coalitions on broadcasting or what we have more recently called a News for the People coalition. Let's begin by making the fundamental point that the airwaves are ours to begin with and what happens with them is up to us. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Jared Ball. Check us out at blackagendareport.com 1,
4: 2, 3, You are
1: now are now
11: Are
13: now Tuned in to the Fuse Box Radio Broadcast With DJ Fusion and John Judah You're as good as they say you are Syndicated worldwide To bring real black radio
1: Back to the masses You're now listening to
6: Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. You know, I'm all about moving forward. Get my meaning? Sometimes I just want to go back. Yo, if I could rewind the hands of time, I'd take hip hop back to the streets, back to the soul. If I could rewind the hands of time, I'd take it back to the rhymes and the beats before we got lost. If I could rewind the hands of time, before I had to watch them bury my homies. But I know I can't rewind the hands of time Now I'm feeling like the world owes me, so blow me, yeah If I could rewind the hands of time I guess I would make right a lot of wrongs If I could rewind the hands of time Then I wouldn't have any reason to write this song If I could rewind the hands of time I guess I wouldn't take a lot of vision printing. If I could rewind the hands of time I didn't know then, but now I understand it Why I go back To the time we used to chill in the cut I go back When baby girl first gave me some butt I go back To the time I smoked my first blunt Just to relive it for a minute is all I really want I go back To so when times it didn't matter to us I go back Just to figure out what happened to us I go back if I could rewind the hands of time. Yeah, cause it was fun growing up on my blockin' Playing freeze tagging a lot and slap boxing. Everybody called you by your government name. Everything was everything. It was all fun and games before the hustle that made us turn grimy in the hood. When I used to worry what mom's gonna buy me if I'm good. Cause all I ever did was shoot the five at school. Wasting all that money mom spent on private school. See, from birth I was the worst of all my mom's children. Got caught in an chick named Sharon in my building. Before I learned a gunfight, I remember remember one night sneaking to the block parties, hanging to the sunlight. Try to sneak in the crib, mom flipped the whip, but made breakfast, eggs and grits with no pig. Acting mad like she ain't letting it ride. She know I'm doing what kids do. Next day I was back outside. I go back, back. to the time we used to chill in the cut. I go back when baby girl first gave me some butt. I go back to the time I smoked my first butt just to be living for a minute is all I really want. I go back to when time didn't matter to us. I go back just to figure out what happened to us. I go back. If I could the hands of time, I try to keep moving forward, but the truth is, I've been stuck since I lost my baby sister to Lupus. Like with the f got me making up a bunch of excuses. Smoking weed just to take away the pain, but it's useless, cause I ain't reached out as much as I should have. But when she did see me, all oh, she saw was the good have. She had the type of eyes I could do no wrong in. I guess this ain't the type of world angels belonging, caught off guard, cause that's a different type of heartbreak. And I ain't making to her funeral or even her way. See, I don't think I can take it, I ain't afraid. To death, but just getting that phone call had me gasping for breath. She never judged me, even though she know I'm a thug. I was shopping with one time just to give her a hug. I that. If I could rewind the hands of time, I go back. To when we used to chill in the cut. I go back. When baby girl first gave me some butt. I go back. To the time I smoked my first blunt. Just to be it for a minute is all I really want. I go back. To when time didn't matter to us. I go back. Just to figure out what happened to us. I go back. If I can rewind the hands of time. about this back in Chicago. Mercy, mercy me, that mercy I go That's me the first year that I blow. How you say broken Spanish, me no I blow. Me drown sorrow in that Diablo. Me found bravery in my bravado. DJs need to listen to the models. You ain't got no, no easy Serato. Stupid, but what the hell do I know? I'm just a shy town with an eyes flow. And my chicken, that new Phoebe Philo. So much I woke up to sleepy hollow. Can we get much higher? Look like a fat booty, Celine P. Sex is on fire. I'm the king of Leona Lewis, Rihanna Truist, Hey, teacher, teacher, tell me how do you respond to students and refresh the page and restart the memory? We spark the soul and rebuild the energy. We stop the ignorance, we kill the enemy. Sorry for the night, T are still visit Me, the plan was to drink it to the Pain over, but what's worse? The pain or the hangover Fresh air rolling down the window Too many Urkles on your team, that's why your win's low Don't make me pull the toys out, huh? Don't make me pull the toys And fire up the engines, huh? And then they make noise
9: There's no parents, then the sky filled with herons.
6: We saw the devil in the Christ of the bearer And oh,
9: the hell would spare us. And the fires did declare us, but after that, took pills,
4: kissed an arrow.
14: Candace Clement. And I'm Megan
15: Patey. Early next year, the Supreme Court will hear a case that could impact the effectiveness of the Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, by determining how much information a corporation is required to make public. The case evolved out of a Federal Communications Commission investigation into allegations by Comtel, an association of small telephone carriers, that AT&T overcharged the FCC's universal service site in New London, Connecticut. The USF currently ensures that communities have access to subsidized phone services. The FCC asked AT&T to produce its records as part of its investigation. AT&T complied with the request and paid a sum of money to settle the case without admitting liability. Comtel then filed a request under FOIA to obtain information related to the FCC's role in the administrative irregularities in the case. AT&T objected to giving the information, arguing it would harm its personal privacy. AT&T appealed in federal court and won. The FCC is now asking for that decision to be reviewed at the high court. The case is slated to be heard on January 19th, and this week, Free Press filed an amicus brief in the case. Policy counsel for Free Press, Aparna Sridhar, explains that although there are provisions for sensitive information like trade secrets and individual personal information, FOIA has a blanket mandatory disclosure of agency records.
11: Under the FOIA... There's no such thing as a corporate right to personal privacy under this
15: exemption. If corporations could assert a privacy interest under this particular provision, Sridhar says, the information about all kinds of enforcement proceedings could be withheld from public disclosure.
11: And that's really problematic for us because we need that disclosure, one, to figure out whether or not companies are malefactors, two, to figure out whether the FCC is going after bad guys. And three, to figure out how best to advocate for better policy at the FCC based on what they are or aren't doing.
15: Sridhar says that the kind of right the court is reviewing is one that is fundamental to persons and that distinguishes it from other rights
14: that the court has previously granted to corporations. Spectrum reform may not sound like the sexiest technology news topic of the year, but there seems to be agreement across the board from wireless carriers to consumer advocates that some form of it is necessary. And President Obama agrees. This summer, he called on the National Telecommunications and Information Administration and the Federal Communications Commission to free up 500 megahertz of spectrum for broadband use in the next 10 years. This week, the NTIA released its roadmap on how to get there. Benjamin Lennett is the senior policy analyst for the Open Technology Initiative at the New America Foundation. He explains that in addition to identifying portions of the spectrum that could be reallocated, the NTIA report also outlines several proposals to get the federal government to be more efficient spectrum users.
16: So right now, the federal government, these include, you know, the Department of Defense and the Forestry Department and so forth, has access to a, a considerable amount of spectrum much of which goes unused at various times because, you know, you don't always have forest fires or DOD, you know, uses it for radar in some geographic areas, but it's completely unused in others. And so it's very uh, underutilized. And so there's been a continued push by the wireless carriers such as AT&T and T-Mobile and Verizon uh, to get more spectrum on the market.
14: But even though the report is out, it doesn't necessarily mean that anything will happen soon.
16: The unfortunate reality is that a lot of what's in the report has been, you know, said and put on the table for the past decade, almost, of creating better incentives for federal users, of facilitating sharing, of all the rhetoric is, is, is really much the same. And and unfortunately, I think until you start seeing some leadership really from the president and really it becomes sort of a national push to really reform, not just sort of how they allocate spectrum to federal users, but how the federal government handles its communications and how each you know each department each federal agency actually handles its communications, I don't think you're going to get very far because, you know, each of them, when, when they're asked, each each agency says, oh, we're using it. And, and there's very little transparency with respect to actually what they're using it for. And there's ways to sort of open up the data without compromising security, but that kind of stuff is not even on the table at this point.
14: For Lennett, spectrum reform offers up an important moment to push for new opportunities that will benefit consumers and communities. To learn more about spectrum policy issues, visit Oti.newamerica.net.
15: You've been listening to Media Minutes, a production of Free Press, a national nonpartisan organization working to reform the media. For more information, visit Freepress.net.
17: Now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Beauty. Yeah. Another classic banger. Lost ones, our squad. Entertainment. Now we do. From sweetness, shorty's only 14. Her mom hates her, dad's non-existing. raped by her brother, her life gets no better. The next four years, she'll be running with the devil. House parties, drinking and smoking. Weed is a gateway drug, she lost focus. Now she's starting. Walk it to open. Because again, no one's all for a pair of new forces. Trials and tribulations, bad relationships. Now she eats peace soap. No more it, she believes that she can give her what she needs, but little do she know she's about to be deceived. Who are her lies to her, even steals from her, so she runs away.
7: And luck In the roof She a regular Whatever for a buck She played a corner hard She was in and out of trucks Man, listen She had some jawash ambitions Lost the weight When she made the I'm transition Just a matter of time When the bombs start ticking Kid
17: A.'s medication was her final addiction? Uh Like the way that ended right there a little something on And I'm fired Now uh, we go, Lost some turned out chicks it ain't over yet, got one more verse for my boy, my nigga, your verb, let
9: him know. I loved it like a sister, way back in high school, come to find out mommy had daddy issues, hot like a pistol, replied to every whistle, the hood saw her insides like she was crystal, went from a good girl to no definition, only thing important was She's hitting, then float the first again, showing her interest. If a homegirl lived, she was talking her business, the streets always watching, so
2: All right, everybody, one 2 one, 2 what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide box radio broadcast since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio, a.k.a. urban radio, where you actually don't hear the same 20 tracks over and over again. We expose you to new talent, as well as some of the old school talent that gets slept on, along with news, commentary, and interviews with myself and my bro, John Judah. And as y'all know, we don't sleep on the people we interview We interview some very highly talented people From all over the world And as we said, it's folks on the independent end To those folks who've been established for quite some time And for our listeners, I know y'all are very familiar With the Elegant Hoodness musical program Shouts out to A.D. the General and all of that crew We've had a bunch of winners come through And get interviewed on the Fusebox Radio Broadcast And without exception, we have a very dope-and-fly crew on the phone lines right now. We got our people from Osquad Records on. What's going on? Hey, what's going
18: on? How you doing? What's up? It's your,
2: your
4: boy, the Victoria's
2: Jesse. Alright, alright. Feeling good. Got y'all on the line. So that's definitely what's cracking and what's going on. Um, can you tell me the areas y'all represent from? Oh, Washington Heights,
18: uptown Manhattan. Uh,
2: all right, all right. And um, tell me, with the um, entire Osquad crew, um, how did y'all form up, and how did y'all just get involved in music in general?
18: Well, um, with myself, Fred and uh, j Fire, and Penny Moore, we originally had a studio um, on 185th Street. We used to do a little in-house productions with the rest of it, with, with our team. Um, we basically linked up all together, you know, with, uh, with Smith and Jess, and basically we was just doing it as a hobby. Sitting in the pod, Recording a couple of tracks You know what I mean From here and there
2: And then It just ended up Growing from there on After 2001 We just actually -hmm. Put it together Started working on Our actual label Flip actually Put that together Sometime in November About 2009 Last year Okay Okay So been doing it On that
18: I guess quote unquote Official label For about a decade That's definitely What's up Well yeah Actually we've been What we've really Been doing before that we actually started taking it a little bit more serious as of since November 2009. That's so when we started realizing, like, you know, our real potential, because within our hood, mm-hmm. a lot of people have been telling us over the years, you know, that, that they really saw us going places and things like that, but we never really, like, actually started hitting the studios, promoting the music as much as we really are now. Like,
4: mm-hmm.
18: so I would say, like, in the last couple of, about eight, nine months, like, everything is pretty much growing from there, and, and it's happening really fast. Like, it's not even funny, so at this point... Everything that we didn't really know before, mm-hmm. kind of up on now, you know, and, that, and so you could say for the last, you know, eight to nine months that
2: that's how it's been, like, we really pushing hard. Okay, okay. It's always good to hear about, you know, positive growth happening, especially with people who have their talents and want to direct that in um, said direction. Now, I guess in terms of, you know, even before I Squad and all that, who are some of the people that, like, from the hip-hop and the other musical ends, like, influence y'all on y'all styles?
18: I well, Our style is really One of our own You know what I'm saying? We listen to all types of music Um uh, From Pun to Biggie Pac, Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. we, we listen to every genre. Um So it, it, it really depends You know It depends on our mood How
2: we feeling Um But other than that We just open to all types of music Okay okay Now y'all representing in NYC One of the hardest even to this day arenas ever for people to go ahead and be on the hip-hop grind or just the music grind in general how do y'all maintain because i know that you know with talent comes people who don't like the talent who hate on the talent besides just how the music industry can go which can be very interesting to say the least well for us we just do what we feel is good, you know. Um, what, like, you know, like
18: just uh, said, what makes us happy. We go, we go about what we want, you know. We're not too concerned with everybody else' mm-hmm. um, thoughts, views, opinions, you know, because everybody's gonna have it. You're gonna have the ones that love it. You, you're gonna have the ones that hate it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, majority lands on us, you know. Um, if we like it, that's what we're gonna push. That's what we're gonna go with. Um, and if you don't like it, then so be it We're still gonna push it, you know Exactly, you know, mm-hmm. we're still gonna push it um, and, and do what we gotta do Because at the end of the day, it's
2: focused on us and nobody else Okay, no doubt, definitely a good and positive output to take Sometimes you have people bending over trying to get everybody to accept them Not really, everybody just doesn't do that And that doesn't mean that what you do is bad, it's just the way of the world yeah, I mean, like as as far as you know, a lot of people's views of seeing
18: us and our growth and and where we where we came, it's actually helping inspire and and you know basically push what we're
16: doing now. Mm-hmm.
4: Even even the negative response, even the haters like or, or a critics or whatever, every criticism is a good criticism to me, in my opinion.
18: You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, just like even bad plus is good plus to me. You know what I mean? So. It's like it, It's just basically Never taking nothing personal And just you know Doing what we do And take mm-hmm. our own to justice
2: the way We see fit No doubt No doubt Now the Odd Squad That's um A pretty damn unique name How'd y'all come up with that?
18: Well that actually Is from Penny Moore's mind Penny Penny came up with the name. Oh, yeah. yeah Penny was actually Trying to call in The show as well he's trying to call, Yeah he's calling mm-hmm. on, the, on the
4: house line Put him on three ways Yeah Um okay like Trying to You know compensate. But um
18: yeah basically Funny More came up With the name Odd Squad And Odd stands for Only doing dirt And then of course The squad right after that And um Basically it, You know it comes It also derives From the different styles Like We got our songstress, For You know Like mm-hmm. she She got her own uniqueness in the way that she Approaches a track You know what I mean You got me verb, Like I'm more The stuff, storytelling Kind of like Just thought provoking Dude out of it You know what I mean You got Flip that's hardcore like battle rap and then also could do his own you know what I mean kind of mellowed out tracks too you know Penny is more of like the real hard street flavor Mm
4: -hmm. you know fire as well he's more the mafioso kind of this is what I do when you got Stack,
16: you know what I mean he's like that Harlem blood lyrical kind of just busts your head with his words you know what I mean Mm and um
4: staging what he does so
18: it's like it just goes on and on and and All we, all we do is just try to push what we do and try to show everybody else the difference, the difference in what's going on in music. You know what I mean? This is, this is a whole new brand for us to make a whole new genre, so to speak, of hip hop.
2: Alright, true indeed, true indeed Now, with um, all this work and grinding and building and all of that um type of stuff I know y'all got some product that's out recently with the songs and also mixtapes and things on the street For um, our listeners, all over who may not be familiar with the Odd Squad um, output so far on the music And can you give people details about what you have out right now? Yeah, yeah, definitely um, There's the Fletorius one, by the way, just to let people know who's talking Um. Well, back in March, March 8th, we dropped
4: our first mixtape. By the name of the game, will never be the same. Uh, we actually dropped it under a different brand name. It was uh, under Lost Ones Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, aside from that, body the work, we got a chance to feature on Open Fire Volume 2.
18: Uh, recently just dropped Open, open Five Volume 3. We have three features on each uh, DB. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also done features on Major Movement Volume 39 and 41 with uh, DJ King Swine Coast to Coast DJs.
4: Okay. Um, and we also got a chance to have three tracks featured on the UK mixtape uh, by Cross the Pond Cash in the Bank. Um, aside from that, Billy, uh Right now we're working on two other mixtapes mm-hmm. One is called Raping the Industry Which
18: is going to be an album of all industry beats From 90s, 80s, it doesn't even matter It's just mm-hmm. the whole industry is going to get raped on this album Just uh, to show what we can do as far as When it comes to this anymore or, or just to just throw it in your
4: face mm-hmm. by the second one Which now will follow more of a Original beats, more mm-hmm. songs,
18: um, just just a lot different from
2: the, that scene of battling and uh, in your face. Okay, okay, so a whole lot of different, diverse things going on. Oh, real quick,
18: um, sure. Can we can we just do this stop and If we get Penny, I really apologize about interrupting.
2: Um, no, no, go ahead. That's no problem. Get
18: Penny involved in the in the in the interview as well.
2: Okay, that's no problem Like I know on my end I was trying to cross over But for whatever reason My three-way is acting up
4: Alright
18: So can we, can we just get our three-way And then just call you right back And then we continue on With the interview from
2: that point Um, Cool, that's t- that's totally fine I'll just go ahead And I'll um, pause what we got right now Then we'll just um go right back into it And I'll just do the editing later
18: Alright, sounds good Thank you very much I Awesome it.
2: No problem Look forward to hearing back For y'all a little bit
18: Alright All right. We'll call you right
2: back Cool Okay, now uh, with y'all's long history in doing music, um, I guess both as I'm um, I Squad and through the different names and um, as individuals, um, what's one of y'all's best memories so far, um, with doing the music, like hearing your joint somewhere or you know a live show situation or whatever else? It was a little different for
3: all of us. I say my document
2: the best the best is definitely the right. I'm mm-hmm. um him reverse Because he's just a clown He turns everything funny He makes the saddest seem like a party So that has to be one of the best The best moments for me And of course performance uh-huh. That first breath when you're staging you Let up that
18: note Has to be the best feeling ever Word Yeah yo I mean like The same way Like for me is is a multiple It's multiple things You know what I mean It's the creative part them being in the studio vibing and then kind of that excitement of getting ready to like show everybody else now you know what I mean so it's like it's kind of like it's like when you when you're doing Thanksgiving dinner you know you got mad family that's coming over you know what I mean but it's you know you got to hold down the cooking so Mm -hmm. when you in there and you cooking up something you know it's going to be good but you want to see everybody else's reaction afterwards and Mm -hmm. I mean for the most part even though that we were talking earlier about hated like, even with the haters We still get like 20,000 more times Love Than half of that Hateration shit That be going on So Basically it's just, I think it's just it's, it's a little mix Of everything You know what I mean Just the excitement of it all Okay, okay Um For me My most memorable moment Uh Not for nothing Was uh About last Wednesday When we shut it down At the pyramid club <laughs> Okay right now That seems to be My most memorable moment Because um you know, and and you have to be there to see it, but me and my team, man, we really shut it down. Like, we took it to another level, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, I give props to everybody that was in there and did their things, you know? Um,
18: but you could definitely see the difference when uh, when our songs came on and, and the way we presented ourselves on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire vibe to, uh, to the whole... Place was just so much different, so right now that's my moment in the moment. Shutting it down at the Pyramid Club last Wednesday for the um, six-year
2: anniversary of Elegant this. All right, all right, and that's a tough crowd over there too, so I can understand you getting amped over that. I've been to a few Elegant Fitness events, and some people do not play if they're feeling something or not. That's,
4: uh,
18: that is a true story. I've seen, I, I've seen some people. You know what I mean? Like, this you know, you walk away from the stage. You know, like you know what I'm saying, like it's something ain't really gravity right away. But to be able, when you were already on stage, till the end of the night, last act, mm-hmm. everybody's right there, still keeping the show. You know what I mean? And that 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 alone, right there, meant something to me. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, shout out to everybody that showed love. You know what I mean? Like, it just it, it's just a good example to me, like that that we we must be doing something right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I guess it speaks for itself in that way.
2: True indeed, true indeed. Now, you know, y'all got so much stuff going on with Odd Squad, with um, your projects and the live performances and stuff. Um, I guess one of the things I'm curious to ask is whenever you have a collective of people, you know, sometimes things could get kind of hectic. You know, how do y'all hold it together, you know, as a, I guess a musical famine. you know, probably as, as, as a fam in general when you have disagreements and stuff like that?
18: I mean, but you expect that, you know, what well, a lot of people don't know is that technically we're not a group, you know, we're, we're all individual rappers and we, this is our label, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is ours, playing the circle, you know, we just, we just love, you know, messing around with each other doing other different types of features. we love that, you know, aside from the issues, you know, you're always going to have those different personalities. But mm-hmm. I see, you know, we've been family since day one. Yeah. We've been family for almost last 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, regardless of the disagreements or whatever the case is, we always remember we're family, and we focus on the goal in head. And mm-hmm. that's to do what we do best. Yeah, basically, like,
4: the... Uh, the
18: history of like just us in general like all our personal relationships how uh, we came to meet one and the, one another mm-hmm. and there's just too many stories like different stories like to just toss into the mix you know what i mean so it's kind of just something that we know that we share between us and even despite any disagreement or any chaotic situation that goes down like we all have our own voices of reason At one point or the other You know what I mean So mm-hmm. we basically always put things back into order And you know Nothing ever gets out of hand That we can't handle At least you know What we've been showing Each other so far so. And then plus trust Trust is a big issue too You know what I mean Like when no trust each other Like if you don't have trust Within your team Like then everything goes Everything could go wrong
4: so, I feel
18: for us, like, our trust levels is so high with one each, with one another. Yeah, it's like, we know, we, you know it's we can just let one person go and represent the team, and we know, without nobody ever having to get involved with what that man's opinion is, that that was the right way you were supposed to do it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. as long as you let that boy in our squad, and you do what you're supposed to do, you cash money.
2: All right, true indeed, and I'm glad you brought up the trust factor because sometimes you have people get together, and if that's not there, then I don't care how talented those people are, everything inevitably falls apart.
18: All right, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like you know, and that just goes for anything in life. You know what I mean? So you know, I think that's what we also do, and in in our music, like we also trust ourselves as well. You know what I mean? That we're going to be loyal to the words that's being spoken about it, that the people that are feeling us. We trust and know for a fact that any time we're going to get in front of that mic, we're going to do something right. You know what I mean? So that confidence is definitely something that is very important, I think, and anybody that's successful, period. If, you know, before you even accomplish a goal, knowing that you've done the goal already, like you just haven't gone through the, the actual proceedings, but you know at the end this is what you want. Mm -hmm. Everything else in the middle falls into place you know what I'm saying and and basically the doors just open on their own for you so it's all about just staying loyal to yourself staying trustful to yourself and holding down your music and that reflects along with your team and anybody that's around you you know what I mean that that, that love just carries over it's kind of contagious in that way you know what I mean
16: all
2: right, no doubt, no doubt. And piggybacking on um, the trust situation, um, as people always hear from Q-Tip, of tribe Call Quest, saying, you know, music industry, industry rule 4080 and all that, things being shady, um, y'all have one of the main things that keeps that out of the loop, which is definitely good. Um, but from y'all's music um, experience in general, especially in terms of doing on the business side, for somebody who's thinking about getting into the music on a hardcore level, like y'all, what would you recommend for them to do in terms of just being on their toes and looking out for stuff, whether it's something on the books or otherwise?
18: Honestly, it's focus. Dad and be yourself, man. Just be true to you. You know, because definitely you have that trust for everyone else, but at the end of the day, you need that trust with you. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have that within yourself, then you go ahead, be about your business and handle it because. You know, at the end of the day, just being human, there, there, there should be nothing that anybody in this world cannot answer, you know, that that's good for their ability. Yeah, and on the other side of it too, that that, like, on an artistry level, yeah, definitely. Like, you definitely gotta be truthful to yourself. Like, is this dope, is it not dope? You know what I mean, like, whatever you know, also critique yourself in that sense, but on the other side of it, as far as like making sure that, you know, a certain CD has to be released at a certain time or this track has to be correct, it's focused. Sometimes, you know what I mean, you get lost in a lot of everyday things, but when you're trying to pursue something or you're trying to push a label, so to speak, or you're trying to push a movement and get everybody behind what you're trying to kick, Mm -hmm. you have to have like some sort of plan, direction, and focus as to what you're trying to accomplish and envision that, you know what I'm saying? It just basically put it in your head like, I'ma get it, like, I don't care what anybody says. You know what I'm saying, and everything else, like I said, again, it just falls into place after that. Like, pretty much that's how everything has occurred with us so far.
4: Mm-hmm.
18: You know, it's just putting that drive and that work behind what we do, and from there on, it's just, you know, everything else, like I said, you know what I mean? It's what happens, it falls right into place. There's no other better way to explain it than that.
2: All right I definitely think That's a good Good rundown On that level And um, lastly Before we get into Some of the um, I guess Upcoming shows And how people Can reach out to y'all And everything um, There's a question I always like asking people When we do an interview um, In terms of like, I guess A dream music artist It doesn't matter What particular genre Um, if you, got, if you guys Get the chance To work with them Who would you like To work with Like one or two people
5: mm. It would have to be Alicia Keys She's amazing She's
6: an amazing Songwriter Amazing composer, she's just amazing.
4: Amazing artist. All right. my list is like is kind of long, you know what I mean? And not because I just want to do
18: mass features with people, but you know, I have like a whole shitload of features. But just because of like the way this style is, and I want to be able to just follow through with that and show my what my talents are. Like Hov is on the list, you know what I'm saying? If Mm -hmm. Dope was alive, he'd definitely be number one actually if it was a live pop
2: is right there equal to that then Cole would be number two on that <laughs> no doubt no doubt you know
18: what I mean and then you know definitely drake you know I think a lot of his you know a lot of his style is real dope too you know what I mean and what you know just as a songwriter and, and in general what he does even as a producer um and at least like I said just goes on and on you know like that's Probably some of the same artists that Slip would mess with <laughs> Man, for me I mean, everybody knows I, I love doing music And, and I've said it a thousand times Yeah, if you have a song, you want me to do, or You want to do a song, man Just let me know We collabo, And that's just how I am Because I love doing music
4: mm-hmm. On my number one list though it will, oh, it will have to be M I think,
18: you know M is just In the world of its own um, just like I feel about myself with my music, definitely in the world of its own and, I, you know, as much love as I have for Jay and, and, and all these other dudes who paved the way for us, you know, I, it's just biblical content, is ridiculous, you know, it's, you, you have to play him back like four times just to understand maybe two or three of his bars, you know, before you're like, wow, that's different, you know, so definitely uh, you know, that would it be for me. A crazy staple would be an Oscar and yeah,
2: yeah, nah, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man, I can even just imagine just from the stuff I've heard from y'all and having dealt with various people from the woo before, that would I can see in my head be insane. And hopefully one day in the future, that can jump off.
18: Yeah, yeah, Hopefully sooner than later, man, because you know, we hope you'll be here. You know, we've been, we've been doing this for too long, and so, you know, it's right now that we're getting the recognition, mm-hmm. the hunger is not going away, no soon, so, not for nothing, I already see a lot of the people in the industry dying out. you know, and there's soon to be one-hit wonders, and, you know, we're, we're here to, you know, take their place and just um show them how you really hold it down and how you really do this music. you know what I mean? Yeah, and Mm -hmm. if you think about it too, it's also like we coming in perfect, like like everything always happens at the right time for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's always a moment in someone's life where everything just comes together the way it's supposed to, and like just the way the industry is kind of like starting to transition, like hip hop, real hip hop is really looking for that next thing to come and really rep, you know what I mean? And like, I think just because everybody is so different, we each have a member that is, or this team that speaks to his own criteria and, and, and general fan base. You know what I mean? Just on its own, like, specifically. You know what I mean? Not even just the crossover potential just for everybody, but the real raw talent. Like, we have something for everybody.
4: Mm-hmm.
18: And it's like, you could listen to a four-man track. 50 people is going to like one... 60 would like another 70 would like that one and 80 would like this one but then when you put it all together Mm -hmm. at the end of the day numbers matter and it's not individual numbers at this point it's everybody's numbers and that's what just makes it that's that that is crazy hip hop's looking for that next thing and I think we
2: that All alright no doubt and definitely some good words to let people know what's going on And, you know, definitely looking forward to hearing more Output from y'all folks over at Odd Squad Records Now, um, do y'all have any upcoming shows coming up? And as well as besides that um, What's the way that people who might not be around the NYC area Be able to check out some of your performances Whether it's like via YouTube, touch base via Twitter Email the bill, book y'all, and so forth and so on Yeah,
18: basically we got a new YouTube account set up So just gonna talk to y'all about that right now
2: you can reach us at odd squad music group at gmail.com You can get us that. We can still get us on YouTube,
18: also at Odd Squad Music Group. You can find us on Reverb Nation, our uh, individual uh, by individual artists, and as well as the labels, the actual label pages. It's still under construction, but at the same time, you can still catch us on Reverb Nation. Pretty much. Also, you could Google us we always going to be the top three results okay. Google searches. You know what I mean? Um, we got our iSquad records at Twitter. You can definitely hit us up for follow us over there. Um, the iSquad Facebook page. That's where I-Squad, you know, uh, Facebook what iSquad, your Facebook Well, basically, like they said, catch us on YouTube. It's iSquad Music Group all together. Um, we always have uh, somebody recording the performances wherever we're at. So you can always catch it on Facebook too. It's mostly released first on Facebook, then we put it into the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can always catch that Facebook forward slash oddsquad Records. Um, as far as upcoming shows, we're in discussion right now as far as doing the November 16th show for the AB. And then our manager has about two more shows set up in the Bronx. Uh, we're okay. not quite sure on location at the moment. So we're just waiting for the details
2: okay well through the um twitter and facebook and all that people will definitely be able to get those details is that right
18: yeah definitely you could just catch everybody and everybody has their own individual one plus we also have the team one so uh, if you want to catch you could catch verb at verb winning or you could catch me at the victorious one mm-hmm. at at jeff hayes at penmore at jfire um, and we also have the I uh, records so everybody has some you you have definitely always have a way of contacting yes. us one way or another you could also contact us on two emails as well that's um Asquad records one zero zero three three. At AOL.com, and you can also catch or speak directly to our manager. We actually prefer, like, our invitations to shows and, um, as far as our tra- uh, track listings that are required, mm-hmm. reach us at lady.verb182 at gmail.com. That's our manager, Shy Mazin's email. And, um, a lot of our networking and, and tracks that we send out come through there as well. So, definitely you can check us on that. Um, mm-hmm. I was for our Music Group, again on YouTube. So it's one word,
4: so definitely check those videos out. That's where we post a lot of uh, live shows and
18: whatnot. And we're gonna be doing a lot of open mics too, all around the city. So definitely Pyramid Club every Sunday, to my knowledge is always doing open mics and we be there we definitely gonna be up in there you're gonna see a lot more of us over there but Tree poetry club too we're looking into doing a show over there pretty soon we do not have an exact date but i would say in the next two weeks or so if you want to see us pyramid club is the place to be that's who we're going to be doing our open mic
2: all right, no doubt. So a lot of good things going on, and as people know, with the Fusebox Radio, we always say if y'all want to do some real business and some real dope creativity, reach out to these folks. If you're just trying to fool around, don't don't bother them. People got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, that's,
18: and if you also looking to do, if you want to do shows and actually, because we're trying to set up our, um, our own venue, Okay coming up in December. So, we're trying to do something with that. We're going to have more information posted on a lot of the pages, especially on Twitter. We always got something posted on yeah. Twitter all day. If it's not through the victorious one, it's through our records. Mm-hmm. The venues we're trying to set up, is in the uh, one of them is in the BX. And what we we want to do and extend out to all the other artists out there, we want to actually invite y'all to come and, you know, do your thing. You okay. know what I'm mean? saying? So, you know... It, the fee If we're gonna have If we gonna have a fee I'm thinking on the first one It's gonna be dead ass cheap So it's not even gonna be Nothing OD or whatever Basically Bring your team Come out Rock out You know what I mean And we're gonna have a blast those the details Is gonna be posted up real soon And that way you get to network And promote your artists And what you're trying to do So Basically from there Definitely You know Check us out And just get in contact with us Again Lady.verb 182 At gmail.com or iSquadRecords.com uh, At AOL.com Excuse me Okay 3, At AOL.com And you can check us out
2: Alright, so, you know, everybody heard our squad records right here Y'all, you know, reach out and be about some real building These folks are even, besides their own movements, trying to help and assist other dope music movements
18: Definitely, definitely, and real quick, you know, I want to take the moment to give a shout out to the other individuals who cannot be here tonight with the label My man, Jay Fire, my boy, Penny Moore, d Stage Capone, and definitely our manager, Shaw Amazing um so yeah, you know, just be on the lookout. We here. There is our squad, Bucket. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> and and there you go, right there. And y'all heard it here live and direct first. Um, do y'all have any other shout outs or anything before we get into some of your tracks for the radio show?
18: Hmm. Well I definitely wanna shout out the whole watch height. I wanna shout out the BX, especially Winnie Third and Grand Concourse That's my old block. I grew up out there, you know what I'm saying, since the date of birth, you know what I mean? Shouts to right. that my whole fan, um, Chunky Lindo, yo, I haven't seen you in a minute, homie, but definitely highlight me, and basically everybody out there that's on their grind doing their thing, you know what I'm saying, shouts to you too, definitely come out and show that love, we should always show love, black, love back, and that's something that our Squad is classically known for, you know what I mean? And that's the model that we live by. You show us love, you
4: support us. We gonna come out and we gonna support you. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's the way
18: shit go down right you know here. real. True story. Jess, you got any shout-outs? Jess don't got no shout-outs. So... <laughs> <laughs> right
4: there.
18: Yeah. Pop it, you know? She, Editing she edited doing that. Yo, so even while we doing... While we doing interviews, we still doing work, you know what I mean? And and that's that's another thing I want to stress too, work is work.
4: Like when you put in that work, you see shit happen, you know what I'm saying?
18: And dead ass, be lazy money, don't make money, man. Money make money. So dead ass. So all y'all casters over there that got this dream about rap, don't let that shit be just a regular dream you know what I'm saying like don't go
7: to have to close your eyes to make it a dream open
18: your eyes make that shit reality man and live that shit and that's what we trying to kick over here B. so if you deal with that then fuck with us and we can make something happen
2: and there we go and thank you for mentioning that cause Lord knows there's people who think that they can get a computer program and a MySpace page And it's all good And that's not the way it goes Nah you can't
4: do that man <laughs> Nah you
18: can't do that man Like if you, you just got it man Just be right with your shit That's it man Like really believe in yourself And what you do You know Cause not for nothing We're not new to this We've been doing this For about almost 14-15 years You know And that goes for all of us And it's now that we got Our recognition you know And See how we're getting it now yeah, we we running with it So, yeah, man So, my niggas,
16: put your hands together Ladies,
18: put your titties together
4: And we gonna make that happen Come ride with us, I
2: for Surf the Waves and there we go if there's not a better closing than that Then I don't know what is So we're gonna go ahead And we're gonna keep it moving Gonna hear some new Squad tracks on the radio show right now Definitely much love and props To that entire Squad records crew Those who've been on the interview And those who are not able to make it And you'll be hearing lots more of their music And um, other goodness in the future And all my NYC people Be on the lookout In the meantime Y'all know how we do We're gonna keep it rocking here On the syndicated Worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast With DJ Fusion and John Judah Bringing you that slice of that Real authentic radio. All right, please. Oh,
4: yeah. yes,
9: I say something? Let's cut this shit and stop for the frontin'. Friend for a friend, a shorty for my man. Let's vacate somewhere where we can tan. Hey little mama, can I say something? Let's cut this shit and stop for the frontin'. Friend for a friend, a shorty for my miss. Let's vacate somewhere where we can oh Go ahead little mama, work a sweat while you shake that. Take you to the crib, Cause you know I'm about to break that. Everything is proper, got guap in my pocket. You be my girl, home girl, you need to stop it. This a one i stand, tell the DJ. That that's your jam. Go ahead and sell your man. You know I don't give a damn. You know how it be when you rolling with me. I be the one I told you. I be the one that's me. That's me. I've been doing this. I'm sure with it. Said you never done it, but who you think you're fooling me? Never been no lame when it comes to you, dames. And though I love you all the same, I never been good with names. So skip the BS. I'm all good. T.O.P. That's for sure. You ain't never seen it again like me. You loving my swag. You loving my wrist. Hope you love me long time. Cause tonight you get it. Hey, little mama. Can I say something? Something. Let's cut this shit and stop all the frontin' Friend for a friend, a shorty for my mans Let's vacate somewhere where we contend Hey, little mama, can I say something? Let's cut this shit and stop all the frontin' Friend for a friend, a shorty for my mans Let's vacate somewhere where we can. Tear. I'm waiting for homes, it's all about me If it's half on the dub, then it's all about you Stack like I like them the ass should excite them my work, them hips make me roar like a lion Shorty, I'm a titan, at least that's the real her. Snapping pics at the telly like I'm a producer. Document our escapades in the Escalade. Shawnee wanna have me to herself every day. And I'ma have her in any way I wanna. Strobe light on in the earth like a farmer. Forget all the kissing, come here, my listen. I just wanna kick the truth, ain't nothing here. And She say she a dancer, so poppy romancer. Late night sessions followed up with some laughter. You know I'm on my grown man, gotta make it clear. Mommy, let's ride, that's the reason why you here. Hey, yo, mama, can I say something? Let's cut the shit stop all the frontin' Friend for a friend, a shorty for my mans Let's vacate somewhere where we can Hey, little mama, can I say something? Let's cut this shit and stop
7: all the frontin' Friend for a friend, a shorty for my mans Let's vacate somewhere where we contend hey, Hit the, the club, make my entrance Back shorty quick, goddamn, only took one sentence I do what I do, she looking at the trying Tryna take her to my room where well, there all no rules We could do it by the bathroom, do it by the pool only thing I wanna know, can your friend come too? Any black, red, bull, clear liquor, old booze, we could plug, little mama, get loose from the goose. Get an ounce of sour, I'm lighting. One thing for sure is I'm piping. Frighting no good, that'll get you on a bus. Stop playing, listen, let's act on lust. Haters gon' hate, you can bank on us. Pick a place in the time where we gon' throw. Any doubt, feeling woozy, no driving for me. But bring your own bottle, no drinking for free. Hey, you remember, can I say something? Let's collish and stop all the
9: frontin', friend for a friend, a shorty for my mess. Let's vacate somewhere where we contend. Hey little mama, can I say something? Let's cut this, let's stop all the frontin', friend for a friend, a shorty for my mess, let's vacate somewhere where we content
1: Everybody, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and this is Direct Effects. That's right, the jump off, your hottest daily five-minute dose of entertainment and college news, brought to you by the Black University Radio Network. And make sure you check out FuseboxRadio.com. Black Radio is back, y'all, and my folks at HBCUConnect.com, if you want to get connected with all the HBCUs across the country. And on today's show, I'll introduce and break down the groundbreaking documentary film directed by Mario Van and peoples bring your A game. This documentary touches on the lives and resilience of black boys and men in this country. And I'll break it down. Remedy Entertainment CEO and artist Sorel is in studio. Her brand new single, First Comes Love, is making waves on the independent charts and on iTunes. And she has a new book, The Writings on the Wall. And we'll speak with her next. And Toyota launches this Toyota Green initiative. That's right, toyotagreen.com. On historically black college campuses nationally. And I'll tell you all about that and how you can get involved. All right here next. Don't you go nowhere on direct effect.
6: Hey, everybody. This is Sorrell. Stay tuned. I'm coming up next on the Black University Radio Network.
14: Being green is about more than just saving trees. It's about economic opportunities, making sure our neighborhoods don't become dumping grounds for pollution and waste, and teaching our children that by living green today, the world they inherit tomorrow will be brighter. That's the message of the Toyota Green Initiative, a program to bring green to our day to day lives. By working with educators, HBCUs, and environmental nonprofits, we are spreading the message and we want you to join us. Find out more at ToyotaGreen.com. Toyota, moving forward.
1: with the Dallas native, Sorrell. Her hot new single, First Comes Love, is making waves on iTunes and in the digital sales arena. This record is a great blend of Christian hip-hop and R&B. Now here's Miss Sorrell speaking on the unique blend of this
6: record. The lyrics are Christian, and it has a Christian-based theme, but the music is definitely hip-hop R&B. So it's, it's music that's good to you and good for you, so to speak my goal is just to be a solution to the problem and the lyrics are the problem right now um, I wanted to really be real and, and be honest and true in terms of, of the music, people want to listen to music that feels good and, and music you can listen to on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, you can bump in your car but you can have a beat and you can have a melody that's pleasing to the ear and you can also have lyrics that are edifying to the soul and to the spirit so to me it was really a no brainer I mean it
11: wasn't rock and why, why it's not done more, I'll never
1: know. But um people are really pleased with the song. That's Remedy Entertainment C E O Sorrell. And that's spelled S-U-R-E-A-L. And you can visit her at SorrellSoul.com, twitter.com front slash Soul. And stay tuned though, because she's back with us for one more day. Thanks for the time a groundbreaking documentary film that sheds light on the resilience and influence of black males to generate national conversation on the plight of black men and boys in this country. 21st Century Foundation has partnered with actor-director Mario Van Peeples and producer Karen Williams to create Bring Your A Game, a groundbreaking documentary film that Mario Van Peeples says sheds light on the resilience of black males. Bring Your A Game is a film that will use screenings accompanied by community discussions as a catalyst to transform the lives of urban youth by using a cinematic style influenced by popular culture and employing innovative technologies, this film details strategies that have improved the lives of black men and boys. And it underscores how essential educational achievement and high school graduation are to survival and success in today's world. Interviews for the documentary included Sean Diddy Combs, Dick Parsons, Chris Rock, Spike Lee, Louis Gossett, Jr., Hill Harper, Russell Simmons, Mario and Melvin Van Peebles and former NBA standout Allen Houston. Visit the website bringyouragame.com to get air dates in your region. The Toyota Green Initiative is an environmental stewardship platform designed to empower historically black colleges and university students and alumni on the benefits of adopting a sustainable green lifestyle. The Toyota Green Initiative, TGI, will provide multiple touch points to mobilize the collegiate audience to go green, including a content-rich website, toyotagreen.com and Toyota will also head out on a Black College Tour that will end at the 2011 CIAA Basketball Tournament in Charlotte, North Carolina this March. The Toyota Green Initiative Tour will reach HBCU campuses through mobile tour sponsorships from the CIAA and the 2010 BET Black College Tour with a fully immersive educational experience leveraging unique elements of Toyota Green. The tour will feature a simulated recycling center, energy-efficient monitors powered by solar generators, toyotagreen.com will provide easy cost-saving tips on going green, eco-conscious articles, videos, campus events, and a volunteer program. And a contest to win three $1,000 scholarships and one grand prize winner will also win the new 2011 Toyota Prius Hybrid for your best energy-efficient idea. So enter today. Visit toyotagreen.com. Interscope Records' hot new sensation Yellow Wolf exploded onto the national scene in 2010 with his block bending smash mixtape Trump Music, which garnered instant success with his super hot league single I Just Wanna Party featuring Gucci Mane. I just
11: want a party. I
6: just want I I just want party. smoke in the air. ice Girl, you yeah. yeah. say? It. I just wanna.
1: It's available now on iTunes or at yellowwolf.net. That's dot net. Join the Black University Radio Network as we pump up Yellow Whoop's hot new single, I Just Want to Party, featuring Gucci and Man. And look out for Yellow Whoop's hot new album, Threat Music 0-60, to available November 22nd at iTunes.com or at Interscope.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. It's a wrap. Remember to enter the Toyota Green Initiative Contest, go to ToyotAGreen.com. And you can always follow us at Twitter.com, front slash black college. And until tomorrow, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman. I'm going. Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
5: Sad to see you go so soon. soon. I know that you ain't coming back. In the beginning, everything was cool. Toward the end of it all, it's all bad. I know I played my part in making it what it is, and I know that you did the same. I guess I'm out of here. I'm moving on again. I'm sure that you will understand. I play by the rules. You play by the game. State. State. it's easier to say, cause I was by your side when you went through the pain, I guess it doesn't matter that you're so far away, and every minute you're gone, I'm missing it's so. over. I can't, can't believe that you're far away, can't get you out of my mind, boy you're out of my life, you can't believe that you're far away. Stains on my pillow, Trying to forget you Don't know what I'm gonna do Four days and counting I've been laying here Staring myself in the mirror All alone in my room I can't feel this way again I'm Gonna think with my head cause my heart is what got me here So hurt from what you've done More than you They that you would be gone I oh. would never come home oh, nah. I would I answered my phone Let's To hear phone. the voice had a tone I knew oh. something was wrong oh, babe. The cops the one who had told me That you was alone oh. Inside your damn team. Baby, 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 baby,
11: back
4: in my baby, life, I don't you, know, I I don't don't want I you
2: baby? Without you, I can't baby. So baby. baby,
11: baby, baby, baby. I'm my baby. baby, boy, baby. baby boy, boy. You're the front
2: Black Agenda Radio, Mondays at 5 p.m. on the Progressive Radio Network.
12: This is Black Agenda Radio, a weekly hour of African-American political thought and action.
13: Welcome to the radio magazine that brings you news, analysis, and commentary from a black-left perspective. I'm Glenn Ford. Coming up, the Black is Back Coalition for Social Justice, Peace, and Reparations rallied in Washington, D.C. We'll hear from several of the speakers. But first, the co chairman of President Obama's Deficit Reduction Commission want to make vast cuts in what's left of the social safety net, including Social Security. We spoke with consumer advocate and former presidential candidate Ralph Nader.
19: Well, first of all, it's just a proposal uh, by the two chairs, who are basically corporatists. Alan Simpson has ridiculed Social Security in a very coarse way that's been quoted uh, over the years. And Erskine Bowles uh, sits on the board of uh, Morgan Stanley and is supposed to be the representative of the Democrats. So the choice of the two chairs by President Obama... Uh, prejudged what we would expect from this tentative proposal. Now, there there are 18 members on the commission, and for any proposal to be ratified by the commission, which is just an advisory body to the Congress and the White House, uh, 14 out of 18 have to say okay. So we shouldn't take it that seriously because there is at least four hardcore progressives uh, on uh, on the commission. Having said that, it really is a it 's it's, it's what Dean Baker, the progressive economist, called uh, a document from Mars. Uh, he says more than twenty five million people are unemployed underemployed or have given up looking for work altogether and uh, and this group is talking largely about reducing deficits instead of increasing federal funding for public works and other projects put people to work in jobs they can 't ship out to China. Communities throughout the country, you know whether those recommendations uh become law or
13: not they still are the starting point of the conversation that 's been set in motion however,
19: yes, and of course it's they 're so bad that it ought to get the dander up of the progressives and their writers uh, because uh, at least uh, they 're not going to be blindsided they 've already signaled where the, where they want the commission to go i mean it 's such a cruel thing they even Went out of their way to say they got to cut jury verdicts on people who have been mutilated by medical malpractice. I mean, first of all, 90 out of 100 victims of medical malpractice never file a lawsuit, never go to a lawyer. They suffer in their paraplegic or quadriplegic or brain damage infant, uh, uh, in, in silence. And, and they're going after that, which of course, what the big insurance companies want. Uh, so I think they, they went so overboard, it's a mockery. And, it, and, and, and if anything ought to get uh, the liberal left uh, going, it's, it's this uh, monstrosity which, of course, um, uh, Obama has to take some uh, some responsibility for. I mean, they even want to cut the child tax credit. I mean, Robert Cutner, who went on uh, Amy Goodman, uh, you know, picked that one out. The child tax credit that goes to to working families uh, who need that kind of relief, and they, they targeted that. And, and look what they didn't do. They didn't really uh, go uh, say we should have a speculation tax on derivatives and other transactions in Wall Street, which economists have estimated uh, can raise uh, $400 billion a year. So people walk into stores as we speak. And they pay six seven eight percent sales tax on necessities of life. Uh, but uh, if someone buys a hundred million dollars of Exxon stock or two hundred million dollars of uh, uh, Pfizer derivatives, they don't pay a dime. so they didn't touch that one. and uh, of course they they didn't focus on why if somebody makes money from selling stock or getting stock dividends, why should they pay fifteen percent? When people are sweating it out, can pay twenty, twenty-five, thirty percent, going to work every day in a steel mill or in a uh, office skyscraper. So it's a, it, 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 in a way, it's 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 going to be beneficial because it's going to show the hand of the corporatist Democrats and their Republican allies in a very vibrant and distinct way. You know, they want to cut Social Security, but, you know, in 40 years, 50 years, so that's down the pike. Uh, they don't talk about how single-payer uh, health insurance can save $400 billion in administrative expenses by replacing Aetna and Cigna, who spend so much time and money and clerks uh, denying people care and, in some cases, condemning them to death because they can't afford to, to pay for their own uh, health care or operations or uh, other uh, uh, medicines, uh, so it, it's a, it's a mockery, and of course, they don't say that the corporate welfare should be cut, subsidies, handouts, giveaways, those are two, three, four hundred billion dollars a year, right there, um, these have all been documented, even the right-wing heritage foundation doesn't like corporate welfare, they put out a report uh, criticizing it a few years ago, so did the Cato Institute. So basically, it's it's a class-based uh, proposal by uh, Alan Simpson and Erskine Bowles uh, to put the largest burden on the l- least powerful people, the most powerless people, the working people, and the poor. So there's no more uh, rhetoric that can camouflage this. Their fangs are out in the public, and uh, we're apply some
13: dentistry to them. But Erskine Bowles and Alan Simpson's views were well known before this, and. President Obama appointed them anyway.
19: Yeah, if you if you appoint Alan Simpson and uh, Erskine Bowles to head the commission, and they put out their proposals, uh, which are going to be voted on later by the rest of the commission, uh, you know what you're going to get. And when they did appoint them, uh, I said uh, to reporters, uh, this is basically the right wing of the Democratic Party, and the corporatist Republicans, not even the libertarians, you know, who don't like corporate welfare, no, they didn't have, a, or who don't like wars of aggression and Pentagon boondoggles, no, they didn't have a say either. So he knew who he was picking, and of course, you know, he's very clever. He knew they were going to come out this way. Then he comes out less draconian, you see. And they say, oh, look at, look, he didn't take their the full measure of their destruction, you know, he. He curbed them, he diluted them he He had some ideas of his own, in other words, uh, triangulating his own commission, yeah, of course,
13: Peter Orsag, who was uh, uh, obama 's director of the White House Office of uh, Management and Budget, the top numbers budget guy in. The Obama administration came out on Monday with an op-ed piece in the Times praising the recommendations regarding Social Security, saying, well, it, it's better than privatizing it.
19: Yeah, well, you see, that's the technique. The technique is you lower people's expectation levels by terrifying them, and then you say, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give you some crumbs off the table. We'll, we'll elevate what you're getting. I mean, the thing is so perverse. Uh, Erskine Bowles, he goes to about four meetings a year of morgan stanley he makes three hundred thousand dollars for four meetings so basically you know seven seven days work he makes three hundred thousand bucks this is an oligarchy this is a plutocracy and uh... we shouldn't let obama get away with this maneuver now, you say that
13: the right, and that includes the Democratic right, is showing its fangs with these recommendations. Isn't there, of course, the danger that Democrats, including people who we think of as progressive, will cower at the sight of those fangs?
19: Well, that's, that's not, it shouldn't be up to them. It should be up to anger the people, mobilizing the people. I mean, we, we need a progressive coffee party here. <laughs> there are far more people uh, who are hurting uh, you ask conservatives who work in Walmart do you want to really still be paid seven dollars and fifty cents or eight dollars an hour? Well, suddenly they'll drop their ideology and say no, you know i think I think I deserve ten bucks an hour when the boss is making ten thousand dollars an hour, ten thousand dollars an hour uh, plus benefits, et cetera is what the head of Walmart makes, maybe eleven thousand dollars an hour so you know in in uh in one before uh, lunch he makes more than uh uh, Any one of hundreds of thousands of workers making a year before lunch on January two, so uh, we can't rely on these Democrats. We, this is a mobilization uh, document, as far as I'm concerned.
13: So you hope this uh, document will be a red flag in front of the public bull?
19: Yeah, you know it's designed basically. It's being condemned by the right wing uh, conservatives as not enough cuts not enough cuts in the def- deficit, not enough. Uh, and, and then, of course, the is saying it's, it's too much, it's too draconian, it's too cruel. So then the editorials like uh, the New York Times can say, well, you see, it's being condemned by both sides, so it couldn't be that bad. So they, they know how to play the psychology. That doesn't mean uh, millions of Americans are going to play the role of suckers. I think they're going to see through this. Uh, because you see, that's why it's important to talk to people and say, why if you go into a store to buy clothing and furniture and the necessities of life, and in some states food, you have to pay six, seven percent, eight percent sales tax, but the fat cats in Wall Street can buy trillions of dollars of these securities and derivatives, they don't pay anything. That's so you got to contrast it that way. That the, the progressive rhetoric has got to get more concrete, more energetic. More in the experience of, of regular people. How come OSHA? How come OSHA's budget? You see, they don't. They want less regulation, or Bowles and uh, Simpson. Well, less regulation means more Americans are going to die, get injured, and get sick. Fifty-eight thousand Americans, according to OSHA, die because of workplace-related disease and trauma every year. Compare that to fifteen thousand homicides. Compare that to all we spend uh, on prisons, uh, very few of whom house corporate criminals. Like that coal mine disaster in West Virginia. Gross negligence, criminal negligence. These chairmen are also recommending
13: lower corporate tax rates and effectively higher middle income rates.
19: Well, that's an example of the class-based bias of these two men who know where their bread's being buttered from. I mean, what, what large corporation pays the official rate, which is like... In the 30% range. Are you kidding? They have so many tax havens, so many techniques, so many loopholes that are passed by Congress, uh, so many ways to escape. Uh, that's what all these corporate tax lawyers uh, are doing to earn their money. Uh, so the issue is the corporations are undertaxed, working people and middle-class incomes, like make from 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 thousand uh, a year, they're overtaxed. And if you look at the total tax burden, the poor pay a higher rate than the rich because the poor have to have withholding, you know, all the FICA and the Social Security, Medicare, etc. Um, they get it withheld. And if you take their income, say fifteen thousand a year, uh, and deduct the number of the amount of taxes they pay, federal, state, and local, it's a higher percent than some of the people who are making millions of dollars a year. And that
13: is the other criticism that comes from the left regarding uh, these chairmen's recommendations, that they increase income disparity.
19: Yeah, which is already the the worst in American history. The top 1% of the richest people make the equivalent financial wealth of the bottom 95% of the American people. That's never been that high. In 1980, the top 1% got 10% of the income. Now they got 23% of the income. So it's getting worse and worse. It's amazing that people take it. You know, they listen to all this, and they understand, and and, and they don't question the facts. And then they say, well, we're powerless. Well, you're not powerless, for heaven's sake. I mean, try 300,000, 400,000 people mobilizing around their congressional district offices back home. You know, just 4,000 here, 3,000 there, 2,000. It'll begin to shake them up in Washington. People got to show up. Half of uh, democracy Glenn is just showing up, as you know, showing up at rallies, marches, city council meetings, courtrooms, and so forth.
13: Ralph Nader speaking from Washington. The cholera epidemic in Haiti is provoking popular rage and increased resistance to the occupation of that country by United Nations forces. Haitian human rights activist Eugenia Charles was a speaker at last week's Black is Back coalition rally in Washington.
8: Black is back! and we are strong I want to thank everyone for coming here this afternoon and thank you for inviting me to be here with you Haiti is on the news yet again and we have not left since January 12 it is hard and it is difficult for us in Haiti the challenges they just keep on coming but as a strong people I have faith that we will survive that we will overcome yet again the cholera epidemic that is ravaging to the country right now. It's been months and months since the earthquake has passed. We have over 1.5 million people still living in shelters on the city. Many more without shelters. Some of them without clean waters, without proper medical care, without food. And then we say, why do you have a cholera outbreak in Haiti? In September leading to October... According to CDC report, on the Southeast Asia, we had a cholera outbreak. You know, Minister, the United Nations forces, military occupying forces that are in presently in Haiti, every six months they change soldiers. So in early October, we have a group of Southern Asian people, soldiers, who arrive in Haiti, in particularly in the central plateau in Mia few weeks later, we start having cholera outbreaks in Haiti. Investigative journalists have shown us and thanks God to Al Jazeera who's been covering the thing since the earthquake and has not left. They have shown on TV where the Nepalese soldiers whose base is right near the largest river in Haiti. The pipes that is coming from their toilet is leading right into the river. They are hiring Haitian companies to carry the waste and dump it in the river. When the cholera outbreak started, the people who live below the base were affected. Those who are living above the base were not affected. But yet, we had Hurricane Thomas. What happened when you have a hurricane, the rivers overflow, all the waters get connected. So now the disease is spreading beyond. The government has not done sufficient work to educate the communities for them to know how to protect themselves. Places that did not have the outbreak is now seeing hundreds of people falling sick to the disease. Yesterday, the total of people hospitalized was about 11,000. By this morning, when I woke up, it was 12,300. That is only the numbers that the government is reported. But if you talk to people who have not been to the hospital, they will tell you about 15,000 people is critically affected by this disease. For the overall, out of Haiti we have 10 geographical departments and 6 of those departments have been affected. The total population affected with the cholera disease is 60,000. We have a lot of money that was collected from the earthquake that are still sitting in bank account, whether it's President Clinton, President Bush bank accounts, whether it's the Red Cross bank's account, those monies are supposedly going to be allocated for reconstruction. There has not been any reconstruction done in Haiti since the earthquake. We have a cholera outbreak, so the money right now should be used to provide clean water and medicals to the people who are in need. And they are still meeting, but yet the people who are dying are not receiving the care that they need. So as a black people and as a black nation, and I say over and over again, we have to take our cause into our own hands. We have to free our own people. Minister has been in Haiti since 2004. Over $5 billion has been wasted on them. To secure troops. To do what? They have not built a school since they've been in Haiti. They have not built a hospital. They have not built a road. Actually, before Aristide left in 2004, we had a second university medical student in their third years. Once they took Aristide out, the first thing minister did was break down the school, took it over and make it into a military camp. So that is not providing security for Haiti. If you look at the UN Charter, to have a peacekeeping mission in your country, you have to have civil war. You have to have military unrest. We did not have civil war, we did not have military unrest. We had opposition between political factors. There could have been peaceful ways to resolve that problem. But yet, Minister is still in Haiti. The Haitian national budget is less than one billion dollars a year. So over five billion wasted in Minister. So imagine how much could have been done. Every time you hear international aids, the international aid UI, why hasn't anything changed in Haiti? Because the aid is not being used to support the Haitian people. It is used to pay folks that are with Minister. It is used to pay the international NGOs that are going back and forth inside the country. You have to ask, okay, how do water get to Haiti? We have plenty of you know, water. We are an island. We are surrounded by water. Why can't we invest the money to treat the waters that we have on the ground to treat the people? That's not being done. It's a business. So it is time that we take things into our hand. It is time that we work as brothers and sisters to make change. And right now Haiti needs your support. Haiti needs change. We need to get minister out of Haiti so the money can be invested into the people in Haiti. They are talking about election, and I say, which election? There was election in 2009 with Preval and Minister. Minister take claim that they provide peaceful um, representation for the election to take place. But if you look at the Senate, you will see all the people that were elected were crooks. We have no parliaments right now. How come? The international community, along with Preval have purchased those votes to give us an 18 month mandate giving the international community unilateral power over Haiti. They make the decision in terms of how the reconstruction money is being used. Haitians have no say so. We are still an independent nation the last time I checked. So why is it that the international community will pay our parliament? Who takes their packet and forget that they should be working for the benefit of the nations and sold us out? After they sold their vote and then they realized they made a mistake. Oh my God, we were not allowed to edit the text. And I said, you're dumb. (laughs) The first time they tell you, you could not remove a comma from the text. You should have said, that's not for me. If you voted it, you sold your soul to the devil. And we have a lot of problems in Haiti, my friends. So as you pray, keep the Haitian peoples in your prayer. If you have medical skill, you can help, help out. We are in dire need. We have many more things that are about to come. If you have a health crisis in a nation, that's not the time to have elections. Because if your peoples are on bed, in the hospital bed, they don't have clean water, they don't have the medication to treat themselves. How do you expect them to go vote? But the CP says they are moving ahead with election. That's what the international community wants. So let's work together. Let's support Haiti. Let's make sure that Haiti remains an independent nation. Let's make sure that the blood of Dessalines and Tusselovertis was not flooded in hand. Let's make sure that all the 300,000 people that died since the earthquake did not go in vain. Let's remember that in 2004 when Minister came, by 2006, 10,000 were killed. The bullet holes are still in Cite Soleil. You can see them. The black body bags that were not for, mothers and daughters and sisters, are still asking what happens to their sons. So please, let's take minister out. Let's support the Haitian people.
13: <laughs> Eugenia Charles is with the Mapu Foundation, which works for human rights and sustainable development in Haiti. Larry Ham heads up the People's Organization for Progress in Newark, New Jersey, one of the constituent organizations of the Black is Back Coalition.
20: Black is back, black is black, black. Black power to the people, power to the people, power to the people. people. Imagine if we could mobilize, let's say, 500 people in every major city across the country on the same day in a black is back movement, Uh then we would have the kind of power that we're aiming for. And that's the kind of power that we're aiming for to build a movement that can in fact transform our communities. That's why I like to hear when that brother asked the question, what about the black community? Well, Brother O'Malley put the question to us. He said, we got white power in black face. But what is another name for white power in black face? This is not a new phenomenon. It's called neocolonialism. If it was neocolonialism in Africa, it's neocolonialism right here in the United States it's neocolonialism in latin america because they don't just come in blackface they come in latino faces they come in asian faces in fact that's their tactic for the future but we're here to say we're not stupid and we're not dumb they can't fool us We're going to fight for the liberation of our people and we're going to take the stand that needs to be taken, despite whatever they say. Our people, what about the black community? What about the black community? We need universal health care to be like France. You go to the hospital, get taken care of, and then they give you money to get back home. That's what we need here in the United States of America. We have to transform this system. We have to live up. Why should our children celebrate the birthday of dr king and they don't even put dr king's books on required reading in the schools all across this country i'd rather keep the schools open and the kids learn something about what dr king said than to close them and not teach them anything dr king said we need a radical transformation of our social economic system dr king said we need a radical redistribution of power and wealth in this country. This is what our children should be learning in school on Dr. King's birthday. Dr. King was not a dreamer. He was a man of action. That's what our children should be learning. Don't tell me, President Obama, you are a community organizer. What picket line were you on? What protests were you at? What police brutality demonstration? What opposition to somebody being evicted? We need community organizers that are going to fight the power, not become part of the power system of oppression in the United States of America. Brothers and sisters, we have to build this movement. We stand at a critical juncture today. We stand virtually two feet looking at two paths. One is progress and one is destruction. The people in power are taking us down the road of destruction. They are so enamored with themselves, so greedy for profits, that they would destroy the planet Earth rather than correct the system so that we could all survive on it. They would rather destroy it in the name of profit. They would rather have polluted air, polluted waters, polluted rivers, polluted Earth. They would rather have that and have their profits than to have a planet that we could all grow and prosper and thrive on. We stand at the crossroads today. The building of this movement and the building of other people's movements is essential to the survival of not only the black community and Latino community, Asian community, it's essential to the survival of the human race. So we have to go back, brothers and sisters, and build up our movements, build up our organization, double our memberships, get people involved, be out in the street where the people can see us every day, and fight for the people's needs. Don't just give the people a speech. Fight for the people's needs. you got to be involved in the struggle for justice fight against evictions. When somebody is getting put out of their house, black is back and all this organization should be there to put them back in the house. When the sheriff come to put them out, we should be there to put them back. When factories are threatening to close and lay off all the workers, we need to be on the picket line because most of the times we're the last ones hired and the first ones fired. This is what we face today, brothers and sisters, the need to build a movement, not a movement like the 60s, but a movement stronger and better and more powerful than the movement that we had during the 60s. I get calls from people in the prisons. The prison system, the criminal justice system is nothing but a new form of slavery, brothers and sisters. Those are real plantations, not metaphorical plantations, real plantations where people are being forced to work for private companies, do work for them and produce products for them, and not be paid anything. That's real slavery. Now, brothers and sisters in these overcrowded prisons, they're being beaten by the prison guards, they're being denied their rights, we have to build a movement for them with one million black men behind prison walls, any movement that doesn't have prison reform and prisoners' rights as a component part of its agenda is not a movement for the future. We got to stand up and be the voice of the voiceless, brothers and sisters. We got to be, like we they used to say, we got to be the shield and we got to be the spear. We got to be able to defend and we got to be able to attack when necessary those who attack the interests of our people. This is what I think we have to do. I think you share that too. And I know that's what Brother Obali is trying to get us to do. So when we go back, let us go back and build energetically at the grassroots level so when we bring it all together, brothers and sisters, we make the earth tremble. Power to the people.
13: Larry Ham of Newark, New Jersey's People's Organization for Progress. Finally, we bring on the chairman of the Black is back coalition, Omali Yishatela.
20: It's a good day to struggle. I want to say that the Black is back coalition is one of the most important things that's happened to our struggle since the nineteen sixties. And we have participating in this coalition all kinds of different organizations. Some of them are informed and influenced by religion. Muslims are here, and they've come as Muslims who are opposed to what imperialism is doing throughout the world and what imperialism is doing uh, to people because they are Muslims. Uh, Christians are here because they have a certain belief system also that informs them that there is something wrong by a foul, rotten social system that is bent on enslaving and maintaining the enslavement of the peoples of the world. People have come because they believe in reparations. They believe that while people are telling us that what we should be working for is more jobs, what what needs to happen is that we need to get paid for the work that we've already done. Uh, People are here uh, who call themselves social democrats. People are here as liberals. Some people call themselves communists. I am a revolutionary. I am somebody who is convinced that America, the American social system, has no redeeming qualities at all. That the only way that we will ever be free is to uproot this cancer from the planet Earth. That the peoples who produce all the value, working people, ought to be the ones who are in control of the system so that we can mutually share the value that we create. But we are motivated, we are motivated by different belief systems. The one thing that seems to unite us all is that we are opposed to imperialism, that we believe in the right to self-determination. That a people, all peoples, have the right to be free to determine their own future. That there's something wrong with living in a social system where every four years you got to pray, Oh God, please let a good white man get elected this time. We believe that if we have a responsibility, that the integrity of our people we demand, that we fight for the absolute, total liberation of black people here and around the world, that nothing else will satisfy us. Nothing else will satisfy us. Now, brothers and sisters, here's, here's the situation we find ourselves in today. We're not just out here on a lovely, warm a November in Washington, D.C. just to get along, just to have a little picnic uh, kind of atmosphere. The world, the whole imperialist world, is in a state of severe crisis. Uncle Sam is in trouble. Not only is Uncle Sam in trouble, but his cousins and relatives are in trouble throughout the world as well. Imperialism is feeling death throes. It is something that is that is in a process of being wiped off the planet Earth. It's not dying because it's committing suicide. The fact is, it is a system that requires for its existence and success the oppression and exploitation of the vast majority of the peoples of the world. But what is happening is the peoples of the world are engaged in the most serious fight back, the most serious resistance imperialism has ever had to face. This is the basis of the crisis. The economic crisis? Why is there an economic crisis? The economic crisis is because we live in an imperialist-dominated political economy. Why is it that we live in a world where half the people on earth live of less than two dollars a day? Why is it that any place on the planet earth, the only place you see where people are can, are healthy, have enough food to eat, have enough resources are white people around the world, did God or somebody bestow on white people, all the wealth and the rest of us, poverty and misery? No! It didn't happen like that. It happened because of a social system that was born parasitic. We talk about reparations because capitalism that we talk about, imperialism that we talk about, got to be what it is because it enslaved us and peoples around the world. That's where the resources came from. Before Europe set out, To attack the rest of us, Europe was impacted by disease and poverty. They had a plague that killed half the white people on earth, died but in four short periods, four short years, between 1347 and 1352, half the white people on earth died. They had nothing. And over the next several uh, decades, people were still suffering in Europe. How did Europe rescue itself? It rescued itself by setting out and, 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 and brigandage, piracy, slavery against the rest of us. It rescued itself by coming here to the Americas, the place that we now call the Americas, where the indigenous people were living all right until they got here. They set out to Asia. They forced wars on Asia. This is what they call a primitive accumulation, the start-up of capital. It started through looting the rest of the world. And so now you have a situation where all the resources uh, that belong to the people, both human and material, are concentrated in a white community somewhere, whether it's in Belgium, whether it is in Paris, France, whether it is in England, Germany, or here in the United States. And it's come here as a consequence of what it has stolen from everybody else. But now the peoples of the world are standing up and taking their resources back. That's why the U.S. is in places like Pakistan. That's why they're murdering babies and children in Afghanistan right now. That's why they try to keep the oppressed people living in poverty and misery in Palestine. That's why they're threatening Hugo Chavez and the revolution in Venezuela. Because people are standing up to take back their resources. That is the basis of the crisis. Guess what? It is a crisis that is so serious that this same white power, that defined, it defined itself as white, not me. Do you remember that? It defined itself as white, and it defined me as black. Uh, the same white power that used to brag so much about how white it was, now can't represent itself as itself in its own face anywhere else in the world. Because people don't play that stuff no more. used to be a time when the white man showed up, the people would throw down their guns and run away. It doesn't work like that anymore. Everybody around the world is hating U.S. imperialism and white power. So what does white power do? It disguises itself. It it, it, it puts on a false face. It like like uh, Halloween. Now what it did was it can't come in its own face, so it sends. It comes out looking just like you. Imperialism couldn't look like itself anymore. So now it is white power in a black face. Not only it and yeah, I'm going to talk about that boot-licking, butt-kissing, reactionary, murdering tyrant. I'm talking about Barack Obama. And let me tell you something. We have a responsibility to talk about Barack Obama. Africans have a greater responsibility to talk about Barack Obama than anybody else on earth. Because if we don't say something about him, Hugo Chavez and the people in Venezuela will think he represent us. If we don't think something about him, the people who they are murdering in Afghanistan and Palestine will think that he represent us. He don't represent us, and we call him what he is. He's a sellout, bootlicking, Uncle Tom reactionary who works for white power. So. So to to denounce Barack Obama is not some kind of immature reaction. It is a responsibility. It is our responsibility to tell the world, guess what? Hey, white power can't come in his own face anymore. Hey, people who are struggling in South America, people who are struggling against imperialism in Asia, that imperialism now is coming looking just like you look. It's not coming looking like it used to look anymore. So, we denounce Barack Obama. That's our responsibility. We say it louder than anybody else. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, to do anything else is to be in bed with the criminal. And uh, I want to say this, because we share some of the sentiments that have just been mentioned out here. We need to build a genuine revolutionary movement. We need to be talking about how we're going to overthrow this damn system. Listen to what I'm talking about. How do you, how do you get around the question? That we live in a country where they say there are 12 and 13 percent of the population. Well, we got a situation where more than half the people in prisons are black people, Africans, and especially young African men. They are shoving us into these prison systems. I used to have a friend, Sister Effia, and I used to work with a man. He used to call himself Stokely Carmichael Kwame Touré. He used to always say that black people are not going to be like the Jews. We're not going to march in the ovens. Hell, we are already in the ovens. When you got a situation where more than half the people are in the penetration tension of this country, that's the ovens right there. All they got to do is light the fuse any time they want to. They kill us quickly or they kill us slowly like they're doing there today. So we opposed to that. And we say that it's a rotten, foul social system. Listen to this. Here's a Negro up in the white people's house. Today, Barack Hussein Obama, in the white people's house today, uh, he has done more uh, to attack black people than George Bush ever could have done. McCain never could have got away with what Obama has done You would have been marching White liberals would have been marching If McCain had been escalating the war Sending killer drones to murder people in Pakistan But he didn't do it because that Negro was there And because you love that Negro so much They didn't want to hurt your feelings And also because a whole bunch of white people Want to say, well, I did my share for Negroes Because I voted for Barack Hussein Obama Well, it don't work that way I want to open up all the doors, free all those prisoners. Let every damn body you got in jail out today. Let them out today. Don't tell me about a crime they committed. They, can't, they can live as long as Methuselah, and they could not have committed the kinds of crimes against anybody that George Bush has committed. That Barack Hussein Obama has committed in this short period of time. So we're opposed to them all. We're opposed to imperialism. We don't care if imperialism speaks Spanish. We don't care if they can say Assalamu Alaikum. We don't care if they're black. We don't care if they're white. If they're imperialist. Damn it, they're imperialist. And we're opposed to them and we want to bring them all down. We have to do that. If we don't do that, we leave the masses of our people disarmed. Even if you ain't strong enough to stop them, you gotta call them a dirty so-and-so, and you gotta say it so that people can hear you. So that when the people get ready to move, they you've already told them it's all right to move. That's why we out here now. Ain't a lot of us out here now because many people are influenced by what they see on television. They're influenced by some of our militant friends who say you gotta be down with Obama. But we telling people they got good instincts. The masses have good instincts, they know something is wrong. They know that the white people didn't give this lickspittle $700 million to elect him because they like us. They know damn well they didn't do it for us. They did it for him. They did it for them. They did it to hope uphold imperialism. But when they see us out here, just a handful of us, when we march down the street going to the white people's house saying, damn it, black is back. When they see us, they know that their instincts were right. They knew that they knew something was wrong, and we validate exactly what they believe. We provide them permission to be against white power, to be against Barack Obama as well. That's why we're here. Malcolm X used to talk about, he said, the, 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 the fuse. Is the, is the most powerful part of a stick of dynamite. Well, this, we are the fuse right here. We are the fuse and we are on fire. We are on fire. And that's what our responsibility, that's what leadership is all about. You don't lead by poll. You don't lead because you got a whole bunch of people who already want to do what you want to do. you got to make the hard choices. you got to take people where they didn't even know they were supposed to go. And you got to have the guts to tell them that Barack Hussein Obama is not for you. He is for white power. He represents white power. He represents Wall Street. He represents the Pentagon. Pentagon. He is an enemy to black people and the oppressed peoples around the world. If you don't say it, people be confused. They think you like him. If they like you, they don't want to do nothing to him because you like him. We say you got our permission to do what has to be done. So we want to build a revolutionary movement. And we invite everybody who wants to do that. Look at what Black is Back stands for. It stands for freeing all these political prisoners. Not just one or two Every one of them. We got people who are locked up in prison who've been there for scores, for for decades now. The only thing they did before a, a, a bootlicker like Barack Obama moved to Chicago to establish his credentials as a black person, they had people like Sundiata Akoli, people like Asada Shakur, people like Herman Bell, uh, people like Anthony Bottoms. Now, all of these people, they were out there risking their lives. Now, people like the Stewart Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, they risked their lives. They put their lives on the line so that a lick spiller like this clown could even think about voting or getting elected, people who died, people just registering to try to join the Democratic Party. They weren't trying to be with Saddam Hussein. They weren't trying to join the Cuban Revolution. They just wanted to join the Democratic Party. And this country bombed our babies in their sleep just for wanting to do that. And now we've got these people locked up in prisons. They're they're rotting away in prisons. And we're talking about, we can't say nothing about this lick If Oh, man, I don't want to talk about him too much because I go to jail today. (laughs) We can't say nothing about him. We can't say nothing about him. With all of these brothers and sisters, Sada Shakur, running even in Cuba, like a damn slave with a million-dollar bounty on her head that 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 this government has put on her. And here, let number just say this about Obama, because he went to Africa, he stood up in Ghana for where Kwame Nkrumah, were the one who talked about uniting African people all around the world, but where Lyndon Baines Johnson, the President of the United States, had him overthrown. He went to Africa, the home of Patrice Lumumba who stood up to try to make Congo free so that the resources that are there that are still feeding the industry of imperialism could belong to black people. He went to those places and he said that you can't blame the white man for what's wrong with Africa. No more. He said that the problem in Africa is not colonialism but corrupt leadership, Uh, uh, no transparency. He didn't talk about how Johnson, when every time we had good leaders, America was on the front, on the pointing edge to overthrow them, to murder them in their sleep and stuff like that. If he was anything that anybody said he was, the first the uh, executive order he would have given when he went to power is for the FBI to release all the information about who murdered Malcolm X, how they killed Martin Luther King, how all these other people that they have suppressed. If he was worth a, 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 a pitch of warm spit, uh, he would have demanded uh, that the CIA release all the evidence of all the murder and brutality they have uh, created throughout the continent of Africa. Won't do that. So I'm saying join the Black is Back Coalition, y'all. We shouldn't be here next year with these few people. We need to build a revolutionary movement. Bring your own beliefs. I don't care what you believe in, as long as you believe that imperialism got to go. I don't care what you, I don't care if you nappy head, process, however you come. If you have the ability to say that we have the right to self-determination. I'm not talking about somebody who's just talking about peace. Don't tell me about peace in Iraq peace in Afghanistan, peace in Palestine, we don't say just peace, we say victory to the Afghan resistance. We say victory to the Iraqi resistance. We say victory to the Palestinian revolution. We say victory to the oppressed peoples around the world. Hell. Anybody can call for peace. George Bush wanted peace. All he wanted to do was the people to stop fighting. If you stop fighting, you got peace. Hell no. We like Che Guevara. What did Che Guevara say even when the white left was running around here talking about no more Vietnams? What did Che Guevara say? He recognized that the Vietnamese Revolution was the forward point spear of history. He said we need two, three, Mm -hmm. many Vietnams. That's our stance right now. We're on the side of the oppressed. Victory to the oppressed. And finally, I'm going to sit down I just want to say this. You can't get on no boat in Africa in 1619 as an African and then get off in Jamestown, Virginia as a Negro. If we got on the boat in Africa as Africans, damn it, When the boat docked here, we were still Africans, unless that was some magic boat. Maybe that was the boat that Jonah fell off and was swallowed by the big fish. Maybe that was the boat that Noah messed around to build. But if it was just a regular boat, the ones that you and I get on a regular basis when we ever go somewhere, If it was like one of them boats that we got on on the continent of Africa to come here, if we got on the boat as Africans when we got off the boat, we were still Africans. You don't have to go to school to understand that, do you? You have to go to school to unlearn that. It don't make no sense any other way. I was an African then. I am an African now. And I say E's way late to E, Africa. We say one Africa.
12: We say one Africa. We say one nation. Uhuru. Uhuru. This is Black Agenda Radio, information for liberation. For two years, we watched Barack Obama
13: undercut the left wing of his party at every turn. With disdain so palpable, his minions could not resist insulting leftists in the most juvenile terms. For two years we watched the first black president facilitate the greatest transfer of wealth in human history, 12 to 14 trillion dollars, to Wall Street. And we watched as he put the U.S. war machine back on the offensive in the world. For two years we heard Obama say, over and over again, that he had no intention of taking targeted action to help black and brown communities that had been targeted for destruction by banks. After two years, one would think that folks on the left would have gotten the idea that Obama is pro-Pentagon, pro-Wall Street, and doesn't have a transformative bone in his body regarding either race or class. But for many, the message, however obvious, has not sunk in. Rather than face the fact that Obama is not a friend of the people, leftish commentators insist on conducting a psychological analysis of the president. They seem to be trying to find some quirk in Obama's personality that can be corrected in time for the Armageddon showdown with the Republicans. Take Paul Krugman of the New York Times, for example. People on the left like to quote him a lot, which I find strange since Krugman can talk about the political meltdown of 2008 for 45 minutes and never say the word corporation, as if corporations have nothing to do with the meltdown. But anyway, the liberal Krugman insists that Obama's problem is he tried to transcend partisan divisions, not understanding that sometimes one has to fight. That's a recurring theme with Obama apologists, that Obama won't fight. But Obama showed plenty of fight during the healthcare debate. He fought the left wing of his party every step of the way, exiling single-payer supporters to the margins while he kissed Republican booty and empowered blue dogs and DLCers. He didn't just fight progressives, he stomped their butts into the dirt. Dr. Ron Daniels of the Institute for the Black World thinks the problem is Obama's failure to effectively communicate his vision, programs, and policies. I think Obama has communicated quite effectively that he wanted expanded theaters of war, trillions for Wall Street, and nothing special whatsoever for black or brown America, those places that he says don't exist. It isn't that Obama has trouble conveying his vision, it's that his actual vision is unacceptable to progressives. Of all people, Barack Obama doesn't need communications lessons. William Greeter, probably the leftmost of our three subjects, says Obama needs to learn hardball so he can fight the Republicans that are trying to bury him. This, however, would require a 180 degree vision change on Obama's part, since his actual vision has always been to join with Republicans at some point much further to the right than the rest of us would ever want to go. The psychological problem is not Obama's. It's the problem, however, of much of the left, who imagined an Obama that never existed. That's why it was so easy for Obama and his corporate handlers to psych out the left. If you think Obama is salvageable, then you're the one with the psychological problem.
12: This is Black Agenda Radio, organic soul food for your media diet. And that's it
13: for this edition of Black Agenda Radio, produced by the same team that brings you BlackAgendaReport.com on the Internet. I'm Glenn Ford. Our thanks to the good people at the Progressive Radio Network, and especially to our engineer, Matt Bogart.
12: This is Black Agenda Radio, information for liberation.
1: You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.